It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time. Louisville wins a second consecutive cup. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It is a marquee night in the USL Eastern Conference. Marquee because it is two clubs with just about the best supports in the entire league. Louisville City on the road this evening. A trip up to Michigan to face Detroit City FC in front of their hostile environment. Boisterous crowd at Keyworth Stadium. It's an entertaining affair on hand. A possible playoff preview in the USL's Eastern Conference. We'll have all of the action and bringing the starting lineups right off the bat when we return from this break. It's Louisville City Soccer. They're on the road at Detroit City FC, and you're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Camry, like the electrified Camry Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, you can save over $5,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 Camry. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Tonight's starting lineups are presented by Craft House Pizza. They're playing in Detroit, Michigan. Louisville City on the road facing Detroit City FC. We'll bring you the home side first. Nate Steinwasher gets the start in goal tonight, his 25th start of the season. It is a back five in front of him. Along the left, it is the South African Declan Wynn. In the middle, three center backs, the Irishman Stephen Carroll, Michael Bryant, and Matt Lewis. And then the right back, Reese Williams. In the midfield, a pair of players, Maxi Rodriguez and Brad Dunwell. And then the attacking three, it is Connor Rutz through the middle, 
toward the right, Patricio Pato Botello Faz, and then the former Louisville City player, a fan favorite in his time in purple, Antoine Hoppeno, who scored such a memorable goal back in the 2018 playoff run, the 2019 playoff run, I should say, against the Indy 11. He gets the start against his former club. He's off to a good start in his first year in Detroit as well. Five goals and six assists for Hoppeno. For Louisville City, a couple of notable names not in the lineup. Niall McCabe is out once again after injuring himself in the warm-ups of that win last week over Tampa Bay. He is unavailable tonight. And Brian Ownby was not announced pregame, but he is not in the starting lineup, nor is he on the bench. So Ownby unavailable tonight. The starting lineup for Louisville City is, in fact, Kyle Morton in goal. Amadou Dia at left back. Sean Tosh and Wes Sharpie, the center back pairing. And Manny Perez at right back. In the midfield, it's Tyler Gibson with Corbin Bone and Paolo Del Piccolo, who makes just his second start in his last nine games. And then the attacking three along the left, it's Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa. Along the right is Ray Serrano. And down the middle is Wilson Harris, who scored the lone goal in the one to nothing win over Tampa Bay last week. Of course, Louisville City coached by Danny Cruz. Detroit City, I failed to mention, coached by the Englishman Trevor James, a veteran of the American soccer scene, a longtime Major League Soccer assistant, notably with L.A., the Galaxy, and the Portland Timbers. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield alongside. And Casey, the two teams are out on the field about to kick this game off. I will pose this question to you quickly for a pregame thought. Given last week's big victory in front of nearly 15,000 at Lynn Family Stadium for Louisville City FC, this game, given that it's on the road, given that it follows all the hype of that game, seems like it could be a potential hangover game for Louisville City. What do you think about that? I think it definitely could be. There was so much hype, so much energy going into last game that sometimes it's hard to then go on the road and repeat that same performance, especially when you're going into an environment where this week the crowd's not going to be on your favor. And so the crowd is a, it's a different environment. The crowd is really into the game. And so could that play a factor into the mindset of the Lou City players out there tonight? They are underway in Hamtramck which is a small village in the Detroit area, playing at Keyworth Stadium, one of the more scenic venues in the USL. It is a Works Progress Administration stadium built in the 1930s that the Detroit City fans and team have retrofitted to their needs. It's one of the smaller stadiums, seats about 6,000 fans, but they routinely fill it up in Detroit, and it proves to be one of the more hostile environments in all of the league. Louisville City moving from left to right, I beg your pardon, from right to left in the first half, wearing their road white uniforms with the purple vertical stripes, black numerals and lettering. Detroit moving from left to right. They call them Le Rouge up in Detroit, and they wear a color befitting that nickname. It is a burgundy maroon from head to toe with gold numerals, trim, and lettering for Detroit. The hosts, Detroit City, with a free kick a minute and 20 seconds into the game. It comes from the far side in the Louisville half, just so. It's sent forward, headed away by a Louisville defender, Musha Galusa, and now a loose ball sent out of play just in front of Antoine Hoppeno, and it's going to be a Louisville throw on the far side there right in their defensive half. And I think Lou City tonight has to come out and set the pace early on. They have to set that standard and see if they can get an early goal because I think the longer that this game stays level, the more that's going to play in favor of Detroit, especially since they're playing at home in front of their fans. Two teams battling for possession. It's Louisville City coming forward. Wilson Harris is into the attacking half, and it's well defended by Stephen Carroll of Detroit to take it away from Harris. Two teams now battling for possession. It's on turf up in Detroit, so it'll be a bouncing ball this evening. It's out for a Detroit throw on the far side. They're left in their defensive half. 
Bryant was initially going to take it. Now it looks like it'll be a midfielder, perhaps Maxi Rodriguez. No, in fact, it is the left back Declan Wynn, a 27-year-old veteran from South Africa in his eighth season as a pro. They're working it along the back with two and a half minutes gone by for Detroit. It's with the goalkeeper Nate Steinwasher, 29 years of age, out of Sterling Heights, Michigan. He stands in his penalty area and now sends it long with his right foot past midfield. Flicked on by a Detroit player, but it finds the feet of Amadou Dia for Louisville, and Louisville City now takes over. It's Tyler Gibson in the middle. He plays a long diagonal to the right in the attack. It's Ray Serrano. He does really well. Serrano into the penalty area. Serrano goes for goal, and it just flashes wide. An audacious attempt by Ray Serrano. He beat his defender one-on-one, was was inside the box by just a yard along the right side, went for goal, and in fact it took a deflection. So it's out for a Louisville City corner on the near side there, left three minutes into the game. Very impressed by this look from Ray Serrano. It's a beautiful ball out from Tyler Gibson, and Ray Serrano takes his defender on one-on-one. Typically, you see Ray Serrano look for the cross there, and so I love the fact that he went for the shot and he wasn't far off. I think he caught Steinwasher off guard there. The Wi-Fi corner kick from the near side. The left comes in. It's well defended by Detroit, sent to the far side, the Louisville City right, where it's kept in by Manny Perez. Now it's back with Serrano, and Serrano will settle it all the way back to midfield with Tyler Gibson into the center circle now as Amadou Dia. Dia with a loose touch, but Mushagalusa there to help him out and keep it in play. It's back with Dia. He's just into the Detroit half on midfield in the inside left. Mushagalusa on the near side. The left plays it back to Wes Sharpie, who now charges forward. Sharpie across midfield. A long ball through for Mushagalusa, who was running down the near sideline, but it's overhit. Out of play. It'll be a goal kick to Detroit. Four minutes into this game. No score. Louisville on the road. I'll be interested to see how the tactics are going to change a little bit for Loose City because they don't have a true playmaker in the middle of the field. They do have Corbin Bone, but Jorge Gonzalez has really been that playmaker for them in that attacking mid-spot. So I'm wondering if they're going to look to play a little bit more direct. They do have some very pacey forwards up top. Maybe look to send those in behind. Yeah, that's another of the talking points. You touched on it. I mentioned Ownby in the open, that he is unavailable, but really not very many attacking players at all available off the bench for Louisville City tonight. So late in the game, that could prove to be an issue as the ball was kicked off of the referee. So a drop ball to Detroit here in their attacking half. They clip it down the near side. That's where it's chased by Reese Williams, but Louisville able to cut it out. They send it on a clearance the other way, and it'll bounce all the way into the arms of the goalkeeper Steinwasher for Detroit. Yeah, looking at the sub list, there's really only two players that I think could be attacking players on the bench currently. I'm sure that they can plug and chug players here and there, but there really isn't a true attacking player that they could sub in that is just 100% an offensive player only. This is the first time that these two sides have met in league play in history. The first time, the first season this year that Detroit has been a member of the USL Championship after moving up from Nisa as a foul goes against Maxi Rodriguez of Detroit. He clipped Manny Perez, who is charging forward for Louisville. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half on the inside right, about 15 yards from midfield. They did meet in the U.S. Open Cup early in the season. It was a 1-1 draw that went to penalty kicks, and Louisville City was able to advance in that penalty kick shootout in front of a very hostile crowd at Detroit. As Amadou Dia, after the fifth-third free kick, he's clipped. It'll be another fifth-third free kick to Louisville City here, this time in the attacking half by about four or five yards. They take it quickly. Clip it over the top toward Ray Serrano, who is making a run in the penalty area, but it's over his head and it bounces behind for a Detroit goal kick. What do you remember about that U.S. Open Cup game, Casey? 
I just remember it being a very hostile environment being played out. I remember Mushigalusa getting some things thrown at him from fans and fans getting thrown out and just remembering it being just a very intense game where I feel like Lou City had the better chances, but Detroit was not easy to break down. They were not easy to get around. The fans were really tough to play in front of. And so it was a really tough, grueling match and a tiring match, too, to be a player. So I'm very interested to see how this one plays out, especially with the substitutions that they have of Lucidity has available. Ball behind once again for another Detroit goal kick. Six and a half minutes gone by. No score in this game. The weather up in Detroit, 71 degrees, a slight chance of precipitation. It does appear to be a bit overcast and cloudy in the sky. But no rain so far and none really truly expected tonight. It's a great crowd as we anticipated and as you would expect in Detroit. Just looking around the stadium, mostly full with burgundy and gold. And it is one of the most hostile environments in the league, as Casey alluded. They pride themselves on being hostile, in fact, up in Detroit, for better or for worse. Perhaps toxic might be a better word. I do see some purple in there, though. There have been a few traveling fans from Louisville City to make the trip up north, and this would be a fun one to go attend as a visiting fan, I'm sure. It's out for a Detroit throw on the far side of their left. The left back, Declan Wynn, will take it. He's a couple of yards past midfield into the Detroit attacking half, the Louisville City defensive half. Wynn takes it. It's right back to him. Two teams battling for possession in the midfield. That was Brad Dunwell coming away with it for Detroit, and now Detroit coming forward. Here's Hopeno. Hopeno puts in a cross. It's blocked. It drops down to Win. Win puts in a cross with his left foot into the six-yard box of Louisville. Popped in behind off the head of a Louisville player, I believe. No, in fact, I think they're going to say it's off of. It is off of a Louisville player to be a corner kick here for Detroit. On the near side, their right, eight minutes gone by, the first corner kick for Detroit in this game. I think Detroit does a really good job of making the most out of a half situation here. It wasn't the best service into the box. It was a high looping ball, which are oftentimes really difficult to judge. But I think Williams does a good job to go up and try to win that one and force the Lou City defender to have to make a decision there and have to challenge it, forcing the corner kick. It'll be an in-swinger off the left foot of Declan Wynn. He's got six assists on the season. The referee... In the penalty area, having a discussion with some players, so the, the corner kick has not yet been taken. Again, this coming from the near side, the Detroit right, and an in-swinger off the left foot of Wynn. No wind to speak of. The corner flag resting peacefully next to Wynn. He raises his arm. Here it comes. The corner kick to the near post, headed away by the first defender, Wilson Harris. It comes out to Corbin Bone. He tries to clear it further forward. It's deflected by Detroit, kept into the attacking half. A ball back into the box, headed away by Manny Perez, and Manny Perez's header goes out of bounds. It's a Detroit throw on the far side, the left. Casey had her arm raised. She wanted an offside. Well, the player in front of Manny Perez would have been offsides, and Perez did not realize that there was a player right behind him that would have been onside. So had the first first attacking player made a play on the ball, it would have been offsides. But Manny Perez, really smart play there to make sure that he clears it away from safety regardless of whether that player was on or offsides. Ball high in the air into the box from Detroit, and Kyle Morton comfortably off of his line at the top of the box to make the catch. He rolls it forward to Sean Tosh. Tosh swings it to the near side. Amadou Dia. Dia touches forward with time and space. No pressure on him whatsoever. He's still walking toward midfield. Now turns backward and plays it to Wes Sharpie. 
Sharpie back into the Louisville area with Kyle Morton. Morton forward to Sean Tosh, the right center back of the center back pairing tonight. Again, Josh Winder, the teenage sensation, unavailable once again as he continues to nurse that ankle injury. Louisville sends it long the other way, and no one on the end of it. It bounces into the arms of Steinwasher, the goalkeeper for Detroit. An interesting quote this week from one of the USL executives, Casey, you may have seen it. He said that Josh Winder is the next Virgil van Dyke. What do you make of that? I think that's a huge compliment to Josh Winder. And I mean, I think Josh Winder has endless amounts of potential. And I think we are just seeing just the beginning of what he's going to be capable of and what he's going to be able to do and how cool that we get to watch him grow and develop right in, uh, right in front of us. It's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. They keep it on the ground and work out of the left with Amadou Dia. Virgil van Dyke, of course, the Dutch center back that plays for Liverpool in the English Premier League, considered one of the best defenders in the world, if not the best defender in the world. So high expectations for Winder, high hopes for Winder, not just from Louisville City executives, but from league executives as well with that quote this week. 11 minutes gone by, no score. Louisville clips a ball in from Tyler Gibson into the box. But well off of his line as Steinwasher, he comes to the near side, his right edge of the penalty area to make the catch on the bounce. No real chances so far for either team, Casey. What do you make of this opening 11 minutes that we've seen? I feel like both teams are just kind of feeling each other out. Other than the Ray Serrano shot, I don't think Lou City has been able to generate a whole lot of offense, which looking at the players that we have and the players that we're missing and not being able to maybe make some changes down the road makes me a little bit nervous. But I have full faith in the players out there being able to score goals 100%, but I just think that Lucid needs to have a little bit more movement throughout the middle, see if they can connect through Paulo Del Piccolo to release Wilson Harris. I don't think Wilson Harris has had enough of the ball. It's a Louisville City throw on the far side there, right? Quickly won by Detroit. They play it to the top toward Hopeno, but it's defended by Tosh. Now it's back with Hopeno as Detroit wins it after the header. Hopeno, a ball into the box to the back post, caught by Kyle Morton in his six-yard box. Morton immediately trying to jumpstart the attack. He rolls it down the middle to Corbin Bone. Bone turns forward. Now plays it to the far side, the right with Manny Perez. He drops it off for Musha Galusa. Now back with Gibson in the middle. Gibson now swings it to the near side with Wes Sharpie. Still in the Louisville half, just about 10 yards outside of the Louisville box. It's Bone dropping deep for the ball once again. Toward midfield, Musha Galusa, a first-time pass to the far side with Manny Perez. He's on the far sideline at midfield. Forward to Musha Galusa. Well defended by Detroit. I believe that may have been Michael Bryant or Stephen Carroll, perhaps with the defensive effort there. It's out for a Detroit throw after that good defensive work. But the Detroit throw is quickly won by Louisville. They're knocking it around with their head back and forth. Sean Tosh has to hook it over his head under pressure at the top of the Louisville box. A header from Tyler Gibson sends it forward. Done well with a header for Detroit. Rodriguez a header for Detroit as the ball hasn't hit a foot in a minute. Now on the back line, it is Stephen Carroll. He plays it to the far side to win. Win forward. Now this is Connor Rutz, one of the attacking players, as Detroit will now knock it around in possession. They've got it now in their defensive half. 13 minutes gone by, no score. It's back with Steinwasher, the Detroit goalkeeper, at the top of his D to the far side. That is where we find Matt Lewis with it. Lewis threw into the center circle to one of his teammates. That was, uh, I beg your pardon, Pato Botello Faz. And Botello Faz, the Mexican attacker, is fouled. Called against West Sharpie, so it's a free kick to Detroit. Detroit takes it quickly. Here they come into the attack on the far side, deep in the corner. Well defended, a great sliding challenge by Manny Perez to send it out for a Detroit throw. Manny Perez, he has been phenomenal 
in his defensive work the last few weeks, Casey. I'll say he has just been absolutely excellent for Lou City. I mean, his timing has been great. His positioning has been great. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's gotten shout-outs for Team of the Week a few times for the USL. He's just been wonderful. As he did last week, a reigning USL Team of the Week member for Manny Perez. He does commit a foul here, though, after that throw by Detroit. So it's going to be a free kick to Detroit. 14 minutes gone by. This will play quite like a corner. It's on the far side there, left about 10 yards up from the corner flag. One player stands over it. It'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. Seven players in and around the penalty area wearing burgundy. It's going to be Antoine Hoppenot to take it. Here it comes. Toward the top of the six-yard box, headed away by Manny Perez. His header is out of the box where it's picked up by Detroit. On the near side, they played all the way back to midfield as Louisville City comes out. It is with Wynn. Wynn has to drop it back to the goalkeeper, Steinwasher, and Steinwasher heaves it forward with a long ball off of his right foot toward the Louisville City defensive penalty area. A header from Manny Perez for Louisville forward to Mushagalusa. He's battling with Dunwell for possession. Dunwell comes away with the ball, and then Mushagalusa commits a foul, perhaps out of frustration, but it'll be another free kick here to Detroit, this time on the inside left, maybe 40, 45 yards from goal. And he fouls Antoine Openo there, and I think we all remember last season how well Antoine Openo does at drawing fouls and making the most of any sort of contact. And I think that's exactly what happened there with Mushigalusa. He felt the contact and really made the most of it. It is a foul, but he definitely made the most of it to get the call for his team. Antoine Openo, three seasons with Louisville City. He swings the ball in off this free kick. It's toward the six-yard box, headed away by Louisville, but Detroit comes up with the second ball. It's clipped in toward the goal of Kyle Morton, and he leapt up to the crossbar, didn't get a touch, so it's out for a goal kick. Morton jumped to make sure he had it covered as it was a looping ball that may have caught him out, but it's over the bar and out for a Louisville goal kick. Well, those shots are really tricky because it's a sneaky shot in that it can drop really at any point, and it's hard sometimes when it's that high in the air to judge exactly when it's going to drop and where it's going to drop. So Kyle Morton doing a good job to make sure that it was not going to drop anywhere near his goal. Ball was in from the right wing back, Reese Williams, a 27-year-old Floridian who starts along the right for Detroit. The goal kick taken by Morton. It's sent into the attacking half where it's held up by Wilson Harris. He'll play in Mushagalusa on the left now. But Mushagalusa offside. The flag goes up against him. It's a free kick to Detroit just outside of their defensive penalty area. Not a great situation to find yourself offside there, Casey, as Wilson Harris did a great job to hold the ball up in traffic and play in a ball to Mushagalusa, who could have jump-started an attack. No, and I think they have to be smarter with that, too, because... They're, they have to make sure that when they get the ball up there, they haven't been able to generate much offense. So when they are able to get the ball up there, they cannot be making these silly mistakes. It's going to turn possession back over to Detroit. 16 and a half minutes gone by. No score. Detroit in the attack, though. It's Hopeno inside the box. He turns, plays it to the near side. Here's Reese Williams. He whips in across to the near post, and it's chopped behind by Wes Sharpie. It's going to be a corner kick to Detroit here as we move toward the 17-minute mark on the near side. They're right. It'll likely be an in-swinger once again off the left foot of Declan Wynn. Well, and I feel like this last 10 minutes or so has really been all Detroit City. They have done much better being patient and waiting for their times to be able to dispossess Lou City. They have not allowed Lou City to be able to build out of the back or play that pretty possession-style soccer they like to play. Third corner of the game for Detroit. It goes to the back post, and it's headed down by the captain. I believe that's Michael Bryant. Oh, it's actually Stephen Carroll, I beg your pardon. Stephen Carroll, the Irishman. 
He had the hitter down, but it's well wide in the end. Nowhere near on target. It's out for a goal kick to Louisville. They keep it on the ground. Two players were in the penalty area. One of them, Sharpie, he has the ball with his feet. Plays it into the six-yard box to Kyle Morton, who has about 10 or 15 yards of space. He'll now drop back and look to play it long. He plays it toward the near side in the air. No one on the end of it except for a Detroit player. That was Matt Lewis who headed it forward. But Louisville City comes up with a second ball. In the middle is Mushagalusa. Mushagalusa charging toward the box. A good-looking attack for Louisville City. Mushagalusa goes for goal from distance. And it's a comfortable save for Steinwasher diving to his right. Mushagalusa with good contact, good power but couldn't pick out either side, Casey. No, and I think it, I think it's a good play, though. I like the run, the cut inside. He does a good job to create just enough space, gets his head up and has a go with it, and I'm totally fine with that because I don't think they have been able to really get many chances, and so you have to start figuring out a way to get some shots, boost your confidence enough. It was on frame. It was a good look, so I, I, I'll take that from Mushigalusa. Harris with another good hold-up play as he touched it down to a teammate. That was Paolo Del Piccolo getting forward. Del Piccolo, though, taken out of it, taken down, and it's a foul against Detroit. But a great little touch there from Wilson Harris that I was impressed with, Casey. He's had a couple of moments now in hold-up play that have looked pretty nice. That ball that we see here on replay to set up Mushagalusa for the last shot. And then this time, just a little first-time touchdown to Paolo Del Piccolo to keep play alive for his team. Well, and Wilson Harris is so good with his back to goal, whether he's holding up the ball for possession or he's playing those little passes off. He's so good at that, and I think Lucity needs to use that a little bit more to their advantage, especially in this game, and have players like Ray Serrano, Paulo Del Piccolo, and Mushigalusa make runs off of Wilson Harris to get him behind. Here comes the fifth third free kick. It's Ray Serrano to swing it into the box. It's toward the right side, headed out of the box by Detroit. A ball whipped back in from a Louisville City player. It looked like maybe Tyler Gibson, who was trailing away from the box, and he couldn't get his ball anywhere on target to any runner. It's out for a Detroit City goal kick here. 19 and a half minutes gone by. Still no score between Detroit and Louisville, and really nothing to separate them on the stat sheet as well, Casey. No, it's been a pretty even match. It's been back and forth. Each team has had their moments of a little bit more possession or spells where they've been looking like the better team, but neither team has really had a statement attack or a, a chance on goal where it's like they're going to want that one back. Maybe a chance here, though, for Detroit as a bouncing ball gets through to an attacking player. He's in the box. He puts in across to the near post from the left side, and it's caught by Kyle Morton. Morton, again, quickly and aggressively rolls it out to a teammate. I believe that may have been Gibson, but Gibson couldn't catch up to it. It's out for a Detroit throw on the far side there left. A couple of times now, case that we've seen Kyle Morton really try and start the counter himself with a quick distribution. Well, I think that that's the style they want to play. They want to push the pace a little bit more in this match, see if they can catch Detroit in a transition moment because Detroit's going to be sending a lot of players forward because they're playing in that five back. It's going to allow those two outside backs to push forward a little bit more. So if those players are pushed forward, Louis City could get a numbers-up situation, and that's what Morton's trying to release and trying to kickstart for for, uh, Louis City. After a Detroit throw, Louisville City with... Good pressure, able to win the ball. Sean Tosh plays it long toward Wilson Harris. Two teams trading headers, battling for possession along the far side of the field in the Louisville half. And Sean Tosh commits a foul as a Detroit player goes over. Tosh was just backing, really moving into him a little bit, and the referee calls a foul against Tosh. So it's a free kick here to Detroit. It'll come on the inside left in the Louisville defensive half, I believe. And actually, the flag went up, Casey. Yeah, so it looks like maybe they tried to release early and play quickly there, but they were not on the same page 
if that's the case. I, I'm a little confused if they got the ball or not. But regardless, Lou City got the ball off an offsides call. Yeah, the, the flag went up, and now it's Louisville City's free kick. It's a fifth-third free kick here, so not entirely sure how that transacted in the last couple of minutes. But it's a fifth-third free kick to Lou City, which Sean Tosh takes. He sends it long, and he sends it over everyone's head. It bounces past the Detroit in line. It's a goal kick to Detroit City. I mentioned the stat sheet a moment ago. Nothing really to separate the teams. Detroit with a slight, slight advantage in possession, 51%. They have generated three shots out of that possession, none of them on target. Louisville City with two shots, both on target, 22 minutes into this game. The goal kick for Detroit, taken by their goalkeeper, Steinwasher, who has played his entire career seven seasons with Detroit. After playing at Detroit Mercy in college, he sends it long into the Louisville half. It's sent forward by Louisville. Two teams battling for possession. A ball through for Detroit, but Wes Sharpie will be the first to it just outside of the Louisville box. He plays it back to Kyle Morton. Morton plays a long ball back toward midfield. It's headed backward by Wilson Harris towards Manny Perez on the far side. Two teams trading headers once again. It's high into the air on the far side. A Detroit player now brings it down on the far sideline. Clips a ball in for Hoppeno. Hoping, oh, I beg your pardon, and it's headed away by a Louisville player. It's out for Detroit throw on the far side. They're left in their attacking final third in the Louisville defensive half. This game is so back and forth because neither team is really playing through their midfield at all. Both teams looking to play a very direct style of soccer, and both teams looking to bypass that midfield completely. For Lou City, that's not the style that they're used to playing. They need to get those midfield three players a little bit more involved so they can see more of the ball in this match and see if they can use that to their advantage to build up the field. And after the throw for Detroit, it goes down as a foul against Detroit. So it's a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City in their defensive half on the inside right. 23 minutes gone by, no score in Michigan. Louisville City takes that fifth-third free kick and keeps it on the ground along the back. It's West Sharpie, the left center back now. He comes forward, plays a long ball down the near sideline toward Wilson Harris. Harris gets to it on the end of it. He's at on the end line, well defended by Stephen Carroll, and Carroll gets the best of Wilson Harris there as he clears it out of the box. It's still in the Detroit half. Louisville battling for it. Bone brings it down to the near side with Amadou Dia. Dia, his pass forward was deflected. It's a loose ball back to West Sharpie. Sharpie under pressure just has to hit it forward in the air. It's bouncing in the middle of the field in the Detroit half. Gibson came forward, had a chest down, but in fact he may have used a hand. It's going to be a foul against Gibson and a free kick here to Detroit to end that little fracas. A lot of credit to Detroit. First of all, the defending there from Carroll was absolutely phenomenal And Wilson Harris. He tried to knock it off of Wilson Harris, or Wilson Harris tried to knock it off of Carroll, excuse me, but Carroll did a really good job of positioning himself nicely, but Detroit has had some really high press, and that's what's made it difficult for Lou City to be able to build out of the back. The minute that Lou City touches the ball, there is a Detroit player on them. It's a Louisville throw on the near side, the left, after that Detroit free kick. Comes on the Louisville defensive half. It'll be Amadou Dia about midway between the box and midfield. It comes in. The two teams again jostling for possession. There's been no easy possession in this game for either side. And it's immediately sent out for a Detroit throw in about the same position, this time in their attacking half from their perspective. The right wing back, Reese Williams, will take it. He throws it down the sideline toward the box, headed away by Amadou Dia. It's into the feet of a Detroit player. Now in the middle, it is Rutz. Connor Rutz, he plays it to the far side. It's now with Declan Wynn, the left wing back. Wynn whips in a ball to the penalty area. It bounces in the box. Williams with it now. Williams the shot with his left foot and is just wide of Kyle Morton's left post. He was diving for it. Might have had it covered, but a great effort by Williams there on the bounce to hit it with his left. 
was not far away, Casey, from opening the scoring. Not at all. And it looks like whoever was defending him did not do a very good job defending him. Williams takes a great touch in, and nobody steps to him after that first touch, which sets up a really nice shot. He just barely missed that near post. Williams, a 27-year-old in his fifth season as a professional, previous experience with the Real Monarchs, Lansing Ignites, Tormenta FC, among other teams, before he came to Detroit in this, his first season with Le Rouge, as they call them up in Michigan. Ball sent the other way, and then the goalkeeper Steinwasher for Detroit sends it long to try and get his attack going, but Louisville City wins that loose ball, and here they come in their attack. It's Manny Perez. Actually, it's Ray Serrano, I'm sorry, just outside of the box on the right. It was Manny Perez, in fact. Now he drops it back. It's Serrano on the far side. Serrano dribbling in towards the box. Plays it backward into the middle to Tyler Gibson on the inside right. Now into the middle is Amadou Dia. Swings it to the left side toward Musha Galusa. Well played by Williams, it was. He cuts it out for Detroit. Now Detroit coming forward on the counter. They've got a three-on-four counter here if they can move quickly. Into the middle of the field is Hoppeno. Uh, I beg your pardon. Now it comes into Hoppeno. He's in the box and a great sliding challenge once again, this time from Amadou Dia of Louisville City to send, send it behind. Hoppeno was in the six-yard box just a few yards from goal and had that sliding challenge not been good from Dia. It might have been a chance on goal for Hoppeno. It's out for a Detroit throw. And almost every attack is going through Opino here because he just has that fire in him. He wants to get a goal against his former team. And so Detroit is using that to their advantage. The throw from Detroit was quickly won by Louisville City. Wilson Harris was trying to hold it up, but he couldn't do so successfully. The defensive work from Maxi Rodriguez. Here's a ball into the box from Detroit. It's knocked down. It's Reese Williams once again just outside of the box. He threads it through to Hopeno. Hopeno, a ball through, a cross, and it's deflected by the first defender, Amadou Dia. It's out for a Detroit corner kick. 27 minutes into this game, Detroit with a couple of bright moments in the last few minutes, and they'll have this corner from the near side, their right. Well, and I think Reese Williams made the wrong move there in trying to send it out wide to Opino. When he takes that first touch, the Louis City defender steps over to Antoine Opino and opens up a lane for Reese. He has to take that shot there. It's going to be wind to take it once again. It'll be an in-swinger off of his left foot when it finally comes. It'll be 28 minutes gone by when it is put back in play as Wynn now places the ball Raises his arm, and here it comes. The corner kick for Detroit. It's toward the back post, and it's caught in the six-yard box by Kyle Morton. Not the best taken corner kick, or at least no one making that particular run to challenge Morton for the ball in the air. It was an easy catch. And while Kyle Morton has been very busy, it hasn't been extremely difficult saves he's had to make, which I'm sure he's totally okay with. But Detroit has really been knocking at the door the last few minutes here. I think that they've had the better of the possession so far in this first half. Louisville trying to work out of the back. They now send it long toward Wilson Harris, who had a touch on it with his head. But a Detroit player had the last touch as they went up for the 50-50 ball in the air. It's a Louisville throw on the near side. They're left just in front of the Detroit bench. And their head coach, Trevor James, who is in his fifth season at the helm, he saw this team rise up from Nisa to the USL Championship. Again, a longtime veteran of the Major League Soccer scene as an assistant coach. His playing career ended back in 1985 for the veteran coach. Louisville takes the throw along their back line as West Sharpie now at midfield. He plays a long diagonal to the far side, the right towards Ray Serrano, but it's over hit and over Serrano's head, and it bounces out of play. It's a Detroit throw, 
and it drew some exasperation from Casey Whitfield to my left. A little frustration from you with that. Well, I, I like that they're trying to go forward, but it's completely abandoning the style that they play so nicely. They have not tried to work the ball through the middle of the field whatsoever. And you have three very talented midfielders in there in Paulo Del Piccolo, Corbin Bone, and Tyler Gibson. We need to utilize those players a little bit more, see if we can have more movement up top, move the ball faster. That's going to open up spaces in behind, especially when Detroit gets set in their defensive shape with that five-back. You have to move the ball in order to create pockets of space. 29 and a half minutes gone by. No score between Louisville and Detroit. Two of the most well-supported teams, two of the biggest fan bases in the entire USL, Detroit and Louisville City. After a brief possession spell for Louisville City in the attacking half, Detroit takes over the ball. They've got it in their defensive half. They play it forward in the air. Again, both teams battling hard for every ball. There's really not been a calm moment when the ball has been in the midfield. It's knocked out for a Louisville throw. They take it on the far side. They're right in their defensive half. Manny Perez takes it into West Sharpie. He just heaves it forward with his right foot. It's headed down. Ray Serrano had a touch. He tried to play it forward toward Wilson Harris, but Harris couldn't catch up to it. And it's settled down by Detroit all the way back to Steinwasher, the goalkeeper inside of his six-yard box. He plays a long ball forward. It's headed on by Reese Williams, but his header finds no one in Burgundy. It's picked up by West Sharpie for Louisville in the defensive half. Sharpie forward to Corbin Bone. Now back to Sharpie. Sharpie circling around toward the center circle. He gets it into the center circle. That's where Ray Serrano has it. A 1-2 between Serrano and Wilson Harris. It's Serrano coming forward. This looks nice for Louisville City. It's Harris in the box. A sliding challenge behind Harris. Appeals for a penalty. The referee waves them off. The ball went out of play. It's going to be a goal kick to Detroit. Well, how about that? A sliding challenge behind Harris. Harris goes down. The ball may have gotten away from him before the challenge came in. Louisville made an appeal for a penalty kick, but the referee not interested. Casey. Watchman has stated that this chance came from them building through the middle of the field, but I think what the decision is is that the ball was a little bit too far away. There was no way that Wilson Harris was going to be able to get on the end of that, and so because of that, I think the contact was a little late. I don't think it was really enough for a penalty kick there. It was hard to really see, though. I would have liked to have seen a little bit better replay of it to really get a better idea of it, but I think it's a good no call. Another ball forward for Louisville City after the goal kick by Detroit. Mushagalusa was the nearest one to it, but it bounces into the arms of the goalkeeper, Steinwasher, who will send it forward on the punt with his left foot toward midfield. Two teams battling for possession, 31 and a half minutes gone. Louisville comes out with it. It's Bone in the middle. He clips it into the box towards Mushagalusa. Lewis is the first one to it for Detroit. He heads it high into the air. It's still in the attacking end for Louisville. Amadou Dia was up for it. It's sent out by Williams of Detroit. It's a Louisville throw on the near side there, left in the final third. Promising moments for Louisville City here in the last couple of minutes. They get it into Ray Serrano, who's now drifted to the left side. He gets it forward to Mushagalusa. Backward to Amadou Dia. Dia drifting backward toward midfield. Turns, plays it forward to Ray Serrano. Serrano clipped from behind. He goes to the ground, clutching his right ankle. And I believe the referee has blown his whistle this time. It'll be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. 32 minutes into the game. This will be from a promising position. The inside left, about 25, 30 yards from goal, maybe 40 yards from goal. When the referee does place the ball, it will be about 40 yards. So this will be an opportunity for Louisville City and their head coach, Danny Cruz, to work something off the training ground here and play a ball into the box, Casey. Yeah, I think this is going to be a great opportunity for them to be able to get a look on frame. It's a good distance out to where it's not going to be a shot. It's definitely going to be a ball in behind. I think what they're going to try to do is their typical look for Tosh there on the back post and see if he can send it back across. But regardless, you've got very good players lining up to take this free kick. And I think it's going to be Ray Serrano to send it in. It is. He sends in the fifth third free kick toward the six-yard box, but it's overhit and caught. 
comfortably by the goalkeeper Steinwasher toward his left at the back post from Louisville City's perspective. Not the best hit-free kick there, Casey. Not at all. He got underneath it way too much and did not even give his teammates a chance to get on the end of it. And so when you have these types of opportunities, you have to take advantage of them, especially when your team hasn't been generating as many chances during the run of play that you would have hoped as of right now. It's out for a Detroit throw, and they're attacking third. I beg your pardon, it's a Louisville throw, and they're attacking third. Defensive third, I should say, for Louisville. It's going to be Manny Perez, the right back, to take it. Perez sends it down the far sideline. Battle for possession in the Louisville half. Trading headers back and forth. This has been a theme of this game. Ball popped into the air. Now headed back by Tosh. Headed forward by Del Piccolo. Stephen Carroll just chunks it forward to Detroit. The ball hasn't touched the ground in about 30 seconds. Now it does touch the ground. Harris for Louisville tries to hold it up. It's knocked off of his feet. Picked up by Gibson for Louisville. He plays a long diagonal to the near side for Mushagalusa. Mushagalusa battling with Stephen Carroll for it. It's a foul against Mushagalusa. In fact, that was Matt Lewis for Detroit. It'll be a free kick to Detroit. They took, tried to take it really quickly, but I believe the referee's going to call it back and make them retake this free kick. It's about five yards from midfield on the near side, the inside right from Detroit's perspective in their defensive half. It's the right call from the referee because the ball has to be at a complete stop in order for you to restart play, and they tried to play the ball while it was still rolling. So a good, good eye by the referee there. Sent long once again by Matt Lewis, the 26-year-old Kansas City native for Detroit. It's easily cleaned up by Louisville City on the end at the top of their penalty area. Now Louisville will try and build out of the back. About 10 minutes to go plus stoppage time up in Detroit in this first half. No score to speak of between these two teams, Louisville City and Detroit City. Louisville still trying to build out of the back as Detroit presses forward. Manny Perez drifts into the middle of the field with it. He'll play it to the near side to Amadou Dia on the inside left. Dia forward in the middle is Ray Serrano just on the edge of the center circle toward the right. He plays it across midfield to the far side, the right. This is, in fact, Ray Serrano. That was Gibson that played him the ball. Serrano drifts into the middle, into the attacking half. Drops it back for Manny Perez, who has played well forward here, almost as an attacking midfielder. He now drifts to the far side, does Perez. It is with Paolo Del Piccolo on the far side, into the middle of Serrano. Back to Del Piccolo on the far sideline, still in the attacking half. He plays it in the air down the far sideline. Harris gets there. Harris tries to whip it across. It's deflected. Loose at the top of the box. Picked up by Ray Serrano. Well defended by Detroit. It's back out to Paolo Del Piccolo, about 30 yards from goal. But they're going to call a foul against Louisville City to end that attack. It was a promising look for Louisville. Tyler Gibson up in arms in the referee's face arguing with the referee. Matt Thompson tonight is our referee. It's going to be a free kick here to Detroit to end that Louisville attack. Well, I think it's kind of funny to see Tyler Gibson arguing with the referee because he's not usually one that gets that emotional, but I honestly am not sure where the foul really is. It looks like they're saying that he pushed down the Detroit defender, but the Detroit defender was already going down. And so I think Tyler Gibson was arguing that he did not make enough contact with the player to push them down. And I, I, personally agree with Tyler Gibson. I don't think that was a foul there. But the referee, Matt Thompson, thought enough of it to call it a foul. He gets the final say. He does get the final say. It's going to be a free kick to Detroit. They send it long. Again, just a battle of possession on the other side. The ball really just knocked back and forth time and time again in a crowd of players. And I believe it's either going to be out for a throw or it's going to be a free kick here in the Louisville City defensive half. As again, it's just been an outright physical battle tonight, Casey. Well, and I think they're calling yep. a foul there on Wilson Harris and what Paulo Del Piccolo is trying to kindly say to the ref as he says all the refs are his best friends. He's trying <laughs> to tell him that, look, 
you're calling this back here. There wasn't any contact. This was barely any contact. Please watch them just going down with any sort of touch. But it looks like Wilson Harris and the referee have kind of made up. So I think it just comes down to consistency from the referee. Eight minutes to go in the first half. It's going to be a free kick to Detroit on the inside left, about 10 yards into their attacking half. Louisville City with some defensive work to do here before a big crowd up in Detroit. It's played into the box toward the back post, headed toward the top of the box, and that header came from an offside position. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City there after that offside flag against Detroit. Again, Louisville City riding a nine-game unbeaten run. Their last loss was June 5th at Tampa Bay. They're coming off of a revenge game against Tampa Bay last week before nearly 15,000 fans at Lynn Family Stadium. They came away victorious one to nothing on a very memorable night. Louisville City, four points in front in first place entering play this weekend in the USL's Eastern Conference, looking to extend that advantage over a cluster of teams, including Tampa Bay and Memphis at the top of the standings. Detroit battling for a playoff spot as well. The interaction today in sixth place out of seven teams in the East as the fifth-third free kick was taken by Louisville City and sent out for a Detroit throw after a collision in the air between a couple of players. So Detroit takes the throw in the attacking half. Paolo Del Piccolo doing the defending against Reese Williams for Detroit. Williams able to shield Del Piccolo away from the ball. He'll play it all the way back to the back line with Stephen Carroll for Detroit, just outside of the Detroit box. Steinwasher, the goalkeeper, plays it long with his right foot toward the far sideline, but no one on the end of that ball. And it's out for a Louisville throw this time on the far side. They're right in their defensive half. It's going to be Manny Perez to take it. And I think Detroit has had a really solid first half in really disrupting the play of Lucity. They have not allowed Lucity to play the clean style of soccer that they thrive in. And because of that, they're limiting the number of chances. They're frustrating Lucity a little bit. So Lucity needs to kind of settle down a little bit, get to halftime, and see if they can regroup. It's out for another Detroit throw, this time on the far side there left in the middle or in the defensive half as tempers begin to flare. It's been a physical battle. It's been a bit of a brutal game, really, between Louisville and Detroit, as you might expect, in front of a hostile crowd. Maxi Rodriguez for Detroit, visibly upset with Tyler Gibson, who's been one of the chief uh, characters in this last few minutes of high tension. Gibson arguing with Rodriguez, the referee in the middle of the crowd. It didn't get physical yet, but both teams very much in each other's face, as Danny Cruz has... A long glance across the field. You can imagine it's a hostile crowd, Casey, up there in Detroit. Two teams battling for playoff position. Two teams that have already faced each other once in a very well-played, difficult game early in the year in the U.S. Open Cup. This is going to continue to be emotional throughout the next 50 minutes, I would imagine. I completely agree. The energy in the stadium is contagious, and so if it's a little bit more rambunctious energy within the fans, that's going to bleed through onto the field. And both of these teams are extremely passionate teams and their their emotions are going to show. And so they have to figure out a way to keep those in check or we could be seeing some red cards throughout this match, I believe. No cards yet. 40 and a half minutes gone by in the first half. And after a Detroit throw following that long period of argument, it's Louisville City's possession coming forward on the near side. The left was Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa. He got into the attacking half before it was taken off of his feet by Stephen Carroll. It's out for a throw to Louisville on the near side of the left with Amadou Dia. Dia with the ball raised over his head looking for a teammate. What a goal would 
feel like here for Louisville City heading into the half in this physical game? It would just lift their spirits so immensely. The throw comes in to Mushigalusa, but he can't control it. It's picked up on the far side by Wynn, but Wynn with a loose pass. It's intercepted by Louisville City. Maybe a chance here for the boys in purple. Ray Serrano through the middle to the top of the box. Wilson Harris cuts it into his right foot. He goes down under a challenge. Again, appeals for a penalty. The referee doesn't give it. Detroit clears the ball forward. It's quickly won back by Louisville City. Serrano on the left side now, just outside of the box. Whips in a ball to the penalty spot. Headed away by Detroit. A second ahead and out of the far side as they finally clear it. Off the left foot of Wynn, he plays it toward midfield where it's knocked down and won by West Sharpie in, on the ground. Louisville coming forward once again. It's Mushagalusa in the middle of the field. He spins against the defender to keep possession. Does really well. Plays it back to Manny Perez on the far side. They'll knock it around now patiently. It's Corbin Bowen in the middle. To the near side with Amadou Dia. Running in front of him is Ray Serrano. Dia whips in across. It's deflected behind. It's going to be a Vi-Fi corner kick to Louisville here from the near side. Their left. Three minutes to go plus stoppage time in this first half and a great spell over the last minute or so, Casey, for Louisville. That was probably the best that they have looked this entire first half. It was good movement off the ball, good moving back and forth with their passes, switching the point of attack. I understand Wilson here is going down in the box. The ref has been calling some light touch fouls, but I don't think he's going to get that one in the final third. The Wi-Fi corner will be an in-swinger off the right foot of Ray Serrano. It goes to the back post, knocked away by a Detroit player. It's behind... And maybe the flag was up. I think the flag may have gone up. It's going to be a goal kick. and In fact, it may not have been touched at all on its way through. It's going to be a goal kick here to Detroit after that corner kick for Louisville City. Again, no Niall McCabe tonight for the second consecutive game after he pulled up lame in warm-ups last week. He's normally the corner kick taker. So Ray Serrano has been inserted into that role, taking both corners and free kicks on set-piece routines. The goal kick taken by Steinwasher, sent past midfield, knocked down by a Detroit player. It's now Stephen Carroll trying to hold it up against pressure from Mushigalusa, and Mushigalusa called for a foul, so a free kick to Detroit. They take it quickly just shy of midfield by about a yard. They play it to the far side, the left with Wynn. He's in the attacking half. Wynn drops it back to Michael Bryant. Bryant into the middle to Stephen Carroll, back to Bryant. Now Carroll once again under pressure from a Louisville player. That's Paolo Del Piccolo, and he nearly gave it away. It's just hooked forward by the midfielder Brad Dunwell for Detroit, just trying to clear it away from the pressure of Louisville City. It's won by Louisville on the end. Manny Perez plays it forward down the far sideline. It's out of play, though. It's a Detroit throw on the far side. Their left, a minute and a half to go, plus stoppage time in this scoreless first half. And we talked about what a physical game it is, and just looking at the foul count, Detroit has eight and Lou City has nine. So already just in this first half, that's 17 fouls so far between these two teams, and I think we just added another one to that list right there. I think we did. Number 18 called against Detroit, so it's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville. It's been... That's really the dominant theme of the first half for me, Casey, is the physicality of it between these two teams. Louisville takes the free kick, plays it on the ground to the near side. Amadou Dia clips it forward to Wilson Harris at the top of the box. Harris able to win a throw for his team. A minute to go plus stoppage time, and Louisville with enough time here to build an attack. They've got it in their attacking final third. Amadou Dia will take the throw, the left back for Louisville City. He's walking forward down toward the corner flag. Looks like he's going to set up for a long throw here, so almost like a set-piece routine for Louisville. Dia charges forward, takes that long throw, sends it into the box towards Wilson Harris. It's knocked down, clipped forward by Paolo Del Piccolo, but Harris called for a foul here as a Detroit player hit the turf, and so it's a free kick to Detroit inside their penalty area, just outside of their six-yard box, and that will end that threat for Louisville City with 20 seconds plus stoppage time to go. 
I'm wondering if they're saying that he pushed off of him. And I think the number of fouls has really played into the possession, has played into the rhythm, the flow of this game, because there have been so many stoppages that neither team has been able to really get a good rhythm, a good flow about them to build into this game, to grow into this game. It's just been very choppy, very physical. And that scene with all the bouncing balls, all the going back and forth, there really hasn't been much rhythm to this game. We are now in stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Not sure how much time the referee has added, and that's because the referee has added no time to this first half. 17 seconds into stoppage time, referee Matt Thompson blows his whistle. A physical, confrontational, sometimes argumentative and high-tempered affair in this first half between Detroit City and Louisville City, but we move to the half with no score. Louisville City looking to continue their nine-game unbeaten run, and Detroit trying to knock off the top team in the Eastern Conference. So we move to the half scoreless. We've got a lot of soccer to talk about at halftime, not just this game that might have your attention, but racing Louisville in the Women's Cup Final at Lynn Family Stadium. We'll chat about that when we return to begin the halftime break. Again, the score at the half, Detroit City nothing, Louisville City nothing, and you're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. At the half, Detroit City has held Louisville City scoreless, but Louisville City has so too held Detroit City scoreless. It's 0-0 up in Michigan between Detroit City and Louisville City FC. That halftime score is presented by Serve Pro Floyd County. 
the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. Number one versus number six in the Eastern Conference. It's been a very physical game. Every loose ball has been battled for. Not really too many clear chances for either team. Maybe Ray Serrano with the best look early in the game on a shot that was fizzing across the face of goal. And Steinwasher forced to make a save for Detroit. So it's scoreless up in Michigan. If you're listening to us here on ESPN Louisville, though, you might be interested in what's happening in Louisville at Lynn Family Stadium. That's the Women's Cup Final tonight. Racing Louisville is in the Women's Cup Final, courtesy of a 2 to nothing victory that they had over AC Milan on Wednesday night. They will face O.L. Reign, the NWSL team out of Seattle tonight, with a trophy on the line. Kickoff in this game, the... Women's Cup Final, set for a few minutes past 8.30 at Lynn Family Stadium. Casey Whitfield alongside me. I'm Jeff Milby. And Casey, it's not been a season necessarily to remember for too many reasons for racing Louisville. It's looking unlikely that they'll make the playoffs in the NWSL this year. Another painful, growing pain season in their second campaign of existence. But this tonight, the opportunity to raise a trophy, the opportunity to win a game with some excitement on the line, it could prove to be a big night for racing Louisville fans and it could be a great memory for racing Louisville fans something positive to take away from this season if racing can win this game tonight yeah it's a really fun game that we're going to have coming on here in just a few minutes on Paramount Plus if you want to chime in and watch that one or just head down to Lynn Family Stadium and go watch it tickets are very cheap go out there it's going to be a really good game between racing and OL Rain. I think this year it's been tough for racing because it's almost like we're starting all over again this season. And I feel like this tournament, the game that they played in the previous match versus AC Milan, where they won 2-0, was kind of that glimmer of hope almost because it was one of the better games that they've had. They've been able to capitalize on their chances in that match. They put away two nice goals. Wong Shuang getting a goal too. Super cool to get to see that. And then to come out tonight and play OL Reign, who is another NWSL team, and it's one that we faced just a couple weeks back and tied 1-1 and had a few chances to go up there. So it's an opportunity to get revenge there, become back-to-back champions of the Women's Cup as well. And this is coming right after a really fun 5-4 to four win for Club America over AC Milan in the third, fourth place game. Yeah, the the Women's Cup, again, it's the second year for this tournament. Uh, international teams coming into town. Tottenham Hotspur, Club America from Mexico, Tokyo Verdi from Japan, AC Milan of Italy and Racing Louisville. Two to nothing winners over AC Milan on Wednesday night. You mentioned Wang Shuang. She's the new signee for Racing Louisville. She made her full debut getting the start last time out. She scored the second goal, her first for Racing Louisville. She could be a huge, huge impact player for racing the rest of this season, but into next season. Only 27 years old, already a veteran of the international scene, 117 caps for China, the first ever Chinese player in the NWSL. She has the potential to be a marquee signing for racing and a great start for her in her full debut last time at scoring the goal. Oh yeah, she's an exciting one and one I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes on because I think that she's going to come in and have an immediate impact. I mean, coming in on her first start and getting a goal, I mean, absolutely incredible. So looking for a big match for her tonight as well as she gets a start again. And a lot of excitement around this game. It's amazing what winning can do for racing Louisville. It's been a dreary season. They had not won a game since May 22nd before last Wednesday night a few nights ago. But they take it 2 to nothing over AC Milan, set up this 
entertaining final for the Women's Cup. Again, set to kick off just a few minutes from now at Lynn Family Stadium. Racing Louisville hosting O.L. Reign with the opportunity to lift the trophy tonight on the line. We'll keep our eye on that one for you throughout the rest of this evening here on ESPN Louisville. But the game we are calling at the half up in Michigan. Detroit City hosting Louisville City. It is scoreless at the half. That serve pro Floyd County halftime score of 0-0 between Louisville City and Detroit City. We'll talk a little bit about that game, how that first half went, look back at some of the statistics. It's been a contentious affair in Michigan. We'll do that when we return after this commercial break. Again, it's halftime in Michigan, Louisville City at Detroit City. You're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards, too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent... One thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org imagine. That's the power of you. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota RAV4, like the electrified RAV4 Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 40 MPG, you can save over $3,700 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on a new 22 RAV4 with approved credit through TFS. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back. It's halftime in Michigan, Louisville City, and Detroit City. It's scoreless, 0-0, that halftime score presented by Surf Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. They're underway at Lynn Family Stadium in the final of the Women's Cup. And another note about that, as we talked about in the last segment, O.L. Rain putting out a lot of the stars tonight, Casey. Megan Rapino among them in the starting lineup. So O.L. Rain really trying to go for it and win this championship tonight in the Women's Cup final. It's always a chance to win a trophy, and while you, you have to be careful and weigh putting out your very best lineup and players getting hurt, and then also Ola Rain is in a tight battle for making the playoffs too, but I think they have to put out a strong lineup because they have to start to get something going so when they get back into playing in the NWSL, they can just pick right up where they left off, and who doesn't want to win a trophy? Like, Let's be real. Again, so Racing Louisville and O.L. Reign in the Women's Cup Final. We'll keep our eye on that one for you. Have updates throughout the rest of our broadcast tonight. But the game we're broadcasting to you, Detroit and Louisville City. 
really nothing to split these teams at the half. It was very evenly played. Louisville ultimately with a slight advantage in possession in the first half, 52% of the ball. They were able to generate two shots. Both of those were on target in the first half. Detroit with four shots. None of those were able to test Kyle Morton, although one from Reese Williams particularly comes to mind. That was close. just wasn't on target in the end. Um, How do you see this second half going between Detroit and Louisville City, Casey? It's a physical game in the first half. Likely will remain, I would think, that way, at least to start the second half. But again, we should point out something we pointed out at the top of the broadcast. No Brian Ombi tonight. That's a surprising omission for Danny Cruz. And really, after also no Jorge Gonzalez tonight, he's unavailable uh, off the bench. No real attacking players to come off the bench for Louisville City tonight. So a lot is going to fall on the shoulders of Wilson Harris, Mushagalusa, Ray Serrano. Uh, to try and keep things alive for Louisville City and keep the attack alive deep into the second half. In a physical game, it's going to be tolling on their bodies. Can they go all 90 minutes? We'll have to see. Well, I really do think it is going to continue to stay a physical game. I think that's the style that Detroit likes to play, especially at home in that environment. They have that energy to help lift them through. Honestly, with the personnel that Danny Cruz has selected for this match, I feel like if he's able to come out with a point with this, and I think this is his thinking, if we're able to leave Detroit with a point, it's it's a good result going into this environment after the weekend that you had last week in that grueling long match against Tampa Bay. To be able to come to Detroit and play in this environment and get a point is a good result for Lou City. Regardless, I think Lou City has to find a little bit more possession. I know it's tough because every time they touch the ball, there's a Detroit player on them and it's they're getting hit, they're getting tackled whatever but that means they have to just move the ball a little bit faster and to do that they have to have a little bit more movement off the ball I think they're not playing through the middle of the field enough and because of that they're not able to possess the ball up their field and generate the chances that they typically do they're looking for more of that over top ball and that's a really tough ball to play in to Wilson Harris and to Mushigalusa and Ray Serrano especially when you're limited in subs in those positions let's take our final break when we come back the start of the second half up in Detroit it's scoreless between Louisville City and Detroit City you're listening to it on ESPN Louisville that boy of mine he sure does take after me I love football he loves football I put ketchup on my eggs. He puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt. Neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. 
Blue City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racinglufc.com. Just underway in Detroit, 10 seconds gone by in the start of this second half. No score between Louisville City and Detroit City. As it stands right now, the live standings in the USL, if it finishes all square between Louisville and Detroit, Louisville would maintain their position at the top of the standings in the Eastern Conference. Detroit would just about hang on to a playoff position. That would give them 40 points. They would remain, they would actually drop a place to seventh place to hang on to that final playoff spot. Here's a chance for Louisville City, and it's just wide. Oh, my goodness. A great ball in from Musha Galusa to Ray Serrano, who was completely unmarked inside the opening minute. Serrano couldn't put it on target with his right foot. Oh, what a missed chance there. He was completely wide open at the top of the six-yard box and just had to put it inside the post. Couldn't do it. Louisville City inches away from taking a quick lead to start this second half. A massive miss there from Ray Serrano. It was a beautiful ball played in from Mushigalusa with his left foot just bends it right into the path of Ray Serrano to where all Serrano had to do, it seems, was one touch it into the back of the net, but Serrano's hips were facing a little bit too far towards that post where the ball was coming from. He needed to square his hips up a little bit more on goal. He's going to probably have nightmares about that one. Serrano with a chance to get some redemption here as he plays the ball in toward Musha Galusa trying to return the favor. And a last-ditch defensive effort by Detroit sends it behind for a corner kick. So two great attacking possessions for Louisville City within the first two minutes of this second half. First, Musha Galusa setting up Serrano, then Serrano trying to return the favor. And this is the energy that they needed to come out with in the second half. They have to get a goal early on in order to really put some pressure on Detroit to push out of that defensive shape they're sitting in and relieve a little bit of that pressure that Lou City is feeling right now. No score again. It's going to be a VFI corner kick from the near side, the left, I beg your pardon, the right for Louisville City, an in-swinger off the left foot of Amadou Dia. Comes into the six-yard box, punched away by Steinwasher, the goalkeeper. Still loose in the box. Harris on the end line trying to get there. He can't do it. And it's out last touched by Louisville City for a Detroit goal kick. No changes for either side at halftime. We will switch ends. Louisville City now attacking the goal to the right of the field. And Detroit attacking the goal to the left. But a bright start two and a half minutes into the second half, Casey, for Louisville. A really nice start. Exactly what Danny Cruz wants from his team. Coming out of that halftime speech, I would always love to be a person in the locker room to listen to what Danny Cruz has to say because I feel like Lou City does such a good job with their halftime adjustments that I would love to hear what goes on in kind of how he explains the changes that are going to be made in the second half. Because if they come out starting like this, then obviously whatever he said is working. Ball sent long from Detroit. It's out for a Louisville City goal kick. Morton rolls it forward to Sean Tosh. Tosh plays it long toward Musha Galusa on the far side the left. But it was a hard-hit ball that bounces hard off the turf. It's out for a Detroit throw. Let's go circle back to the question I posed to you at the top of the broadcast, Casey, about this being a potential hangover game. If it was a hangover game in that first half, it seems like Danny Cruz has the attention of his team now after this halftime break. Yeah, he's definitely gotten their attention, and maybe they got to shake off a few of those cobwebs coming off of that or 
you know, maybe had a little bit of a energized during that halftime break or something to be able to come out and have an immediate impact in the second half. Maybe a chance for Louisville. Steinwasher was off of his line to make a challenge on a ball that was in behind. He was able to do just enough to get it away from an oncoming attacker for Louisville. I believe it was Serrano. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side there left in the attacking end. Amadou Dia will take it. Throws it in toward the edge of the box. Held up there by Paolo Del Piccolo. But a foul called perhaps against Del Piccolo for maybe having... Actually, it was Wilson Harris that was holding it up, and the foul is against Wilson Harris for maybe being too physical with his hold-up play. In any event, it's a free kick to Detroit. What do you think about that call, Casey? I'm very confused Me about too. this Me too. call, to yeah. be completely honest. I would love to see it again because I did not see any contact unless, like you said, they're saying that he was too physical while holding off the defender, but... Typically, those types of fouls go on the defender for pushing into the back of the attacking player. He was just posting up, and so a little confused, and I don't think Wilson Harris was very happy with that decision either. They've played five minutes in Detroit in this second half. Still no score, but Louisville City with a bright start at Lynn Family Stadium in the Women's Cup Final. They've played ten and a half minutes. No score in that game between Racing Louisville and O.L. Reign as we are bringing you Louisville City action here on ESPN Louisville. It's a throw to Detroit on the far side. They're right. They send it forward. Again, just the two teams knocking possession back and forth. A ball over the top for a Detroit player. He's in the box. Takes the shot and a save from Kyle Morton at the near post. It might have gone off the post, in fact. It remains in play. Another ball into the box from Detroit. Headed away by Wes Sharpie for Louisville. His header goes to midfield. Another ball whipped into the box. Morton off of his line with an indecisive punch. It comes to a Detroit player on the near side. He puts a ball into the six-yard box. Clipped away by Sean Tosh. Out of play for a Detroit throw. And Kyle Morton called into action. Certainly the most dangerous moment of the night for Detroit there. They were inches away from opening the scoring themselves again. A very shaky moment there. They got in completely behind unmarked and had a shot on frame. I think Kyle Morton did a good job getting down quickly, but he's going to be thanking his post on that one. Lou City just kind of falling asleep there on that back line. It's a throw to Lou City now on the near side in their defensive half. Perez took it, but it's won quickly by Detroit coming down the near sideline. I believe that's Connor Rutz. He gets it back to Hopeno. Hopeno clips a ball into the six-yard box. At the top of the six-yard box, the shot comes through, deflected by a Louisville defender. That's Wes Sharpie, kept in play by Manny Perez, and then cleared further upfield by Ray Serrano for Louisville, up to midfield, where it'll be a throw for Detroit. So a bright start, two minutes in for Louisville, but, but Detroit with a great response after giving up those early chances. They've had some chances themselves, and end-to-end first, uh, first period of the second half. Detroit on the far side, the right just outside of the box. They whip in a ball with Reese Williams, and Williams's ball is deflected out for a throw, which he will take on the far side, the right, in the attacking final third for Detroit. Yeah, and Detroit, like you said, a really good response to how Lou City came out in this and coming out with just as much energy and just as much aggression as Lou City. I think this second half could potentially open be a very, very open second half in that we're going to have end-to-end action and both of these teams really looking to put one in the back of the net. Again, they're playing before a big crowd at Keyworth Stadium in Detroit. Louisville wins possession after that throw. Coming forward through the middle was Corbin Bone. He's clipped from behind. No foul called and loose ball picked up by Detroit. They swing it in the air to the near side in the attack along diagonal. It's picked up on this near side by Botello Foz. Botello Foz on the end line, defended by Paolo Del Piccolo. He gets his cross into the six-yard box, but in fact he didn't. It was out of play past the end line before Botello Foz could get the ball into the box. And it's going to be a goal kick to Louisville City here. Seven and a half minutes gone in this second half. Still no score, but it has picked up 
considerably in the opening minutes. Well, again there, Manny Perez with some very solid defending, forcing Batea Foz to have to continue to go down the inline, not giving him a free chance to get his head up and get the cross off and forcing him to dribble over the inline. He has been really special tonight for Lou City. Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper, with 10 clean sheets now to his name this season. He takes the goal kick for Louisville City, sends it long into the opposition half. A battle for possession, trading headers back and forth. A header from Sharpie, a header from Gibson. Brought down by Corbin Bone. Corbin Bone turns forward, plays or turns backward rather, plays it to uh, Manny Perez. Perez on the near sideline to Ray Serrano under pressure, tried to clip a back heel toward Corbin Bone, but it was an errant back heel. It's out for a Detroit throw in their attacking half. It'll be Declan Wynn to take it on the near side, their left, just about eight yards into the Louisville half here. And again, that pressure from Detroit is what's making it extremely difficult for Lou City to build out of the back and really possess and find those feet to connect. That means there has to be a little bit more movement off the ball for Lou City to make that possession a little bit easier, give your teammates a little bit easier choice in your passes. Nine minutes gone, or eight and a half minutes gone by. It's a loose touch from a Louisville defender, sends it behind for a Detroit corner kick. This will come from the near side, their left. It'll be the fifth corner of the night for Detroit. It'll come off the right foot of Antoine Hopineau, the former Louisville City player. He raises his arm. It'll be an in-swinger off his right foot. Here it comes, hit high into the air to the back post, almost to the edge of the area, headed back into the six-yard box, a header from Mushagalusa for Louisville out of the box, picked up there by Detroit. It's all the way back to one of the defenders. That's Wynn, in fact. Wynn swings it to the far side on a long diagonal, just outside of the box is an attacking player, cuts it into his left foot. A great cross in, but it's caught. In the mouth of the goal by Kyle Morton, the Louisville City goalkeeper, and he will hold things up and slow things down just a bit. The last six or seven minutes have been all Detroit. I think a smart decision there by Kyle Morton to hold up play just a little bit because Detroit has been coming at them so hard. Give his team a chance to take a breath, get reset in their shape, and then see if they can start to build out of the back with their possession. It was Reese Williams that played in a good ball with his left foot that was caught by Morton. After... The restart from Louisville City. They try and work it from the right with Perez. He plays it forward, but it's quickly intercepted by Detroit. A ball over the top for Hopeno to chase. Hopeno can't get there first. It bounces into the arms of Kyle Morton at the top of the Louisville box. Morton nearly quickly threw it out once again, but instead he'll just place it down on the ground in front of him. Roll it forward with his right foot. As Detroit, happy to see him do it. No pressure yet. Ten minutes gone in the second half, still no score, as now Morton finally does play it long and forward toward Paolo Del Piccolo. Del Piccolo tries to clip it forward, called for a handball, none called. Now a loose ball brought down by Chanteau. She clips it forward, now things on for Louisville City. Mushagalusa coming forward in the middle. Mushagalusa in the box, on his left foot, he goes for a goal, saved by Steinwasher. The rebound to Serrano, knocked away. The third effort comes in from a Louisville player, Wilson Harris. It's over the bar, it might have taken a deflection. Let's see what the call is here. Three great chances for Louisville City, particularly for Ray Serrano on the rebound after the save by Steinwasher, and a great defensive effort there by one of the defenders for Detroit as we get a look at it here. The first save came right out to Serrano, and it was Michael Bryant who beat Serrano to that loose ball to get in front of him. Serrano had an open goal in front of him, just needed one touch to put it in the goal. Well, and I think the ref actually called a foul on Ray Serrano there on Bryant, but what a shot from Mushigalusa to be able to create just enough space there to get that shot off. I think Ray Serrano needed to be pressing a little bit farther up the field to get on that goal, but a good, solid attack from Lou City that fell into place off of a missed deflection. After that free kick from Detroit following the foul, as Casey mentioned, it's sent long the other way, and it is quickly 
a goal kick or a free kick for Louisville after a foul, a fifth third free kick for Louisville after Hopeno called for the foul, and it's taken by Louisville City. They try and work it down the right side. It's out for a throw to Detroit. Detroit will play it all the way back to the goalkeeper, Steinwasher. Harris charging forward. He's done this twice now, taking the ball right off of a defender to score, but Steinwasher able to play it upfield and out of play for a Louisville throw. Good press there from Wilson Harris. In two straight weeks, Casey, we've seen Harris just pick the pocket of a defender along the back line and put one in the back of the net. Yeah, he's been really good at that, just kind of creating goals out of nothing. And so he, again, looking to get that other chance this this game. On the volley was Palo Del Piccolo, forced to save as Steinwasher beats it away. Still loose at the top of the box for Louisville. Ray Serrano trying to keep it alive. Sent to midfield. Wes Sharpie clips it forward. And then a handball called against one of the midfielders, I believe, that was done well for Detroit. It's going to be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City in the middle of the field in their attacking half. Maybe 45 yards from goal. But the effort on goal just moments ago from Paolo Del Piccolo was a vicious one. And Steinwasher had to punch it away, Casey, as we do have a substitution here for Louisville. It, this has been a very good start offensively for Lou City. It was a great look from Paolo Del Piccolo on that shot. He made great contact on it, enforcing Steinwasher to have to make these saves. Steinwasher not coming up with the cleanest of saves. And so Lou City needs to continue to crash the goal and see if they can get a deflection. The substitution for Louisville City coming in the 58th minute. It is. Carlos Mogel Jr., the Academy product, the teenager, he will come on in place of Corbin Bone for Mogel. It's his ninth league appearance of the season. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global. And after the fifth third free kick was taken following the handball, Louisville City arguing for a corner kick as the ball went past the inline along their right side. Manny Perez arguing for the corner. And it is now, in fact, given as the center referee, Matt Thompson, does point to the corner. So the fifth third free kick results in a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City. It'll come from the near side, their right, with 58 and a half minutes on the clock. Well, I think Manny Perez is also arguing, why would I stop going for the ball there if it wasn't going to be a corner? So good decision there from the center referee to overturn this and give the corner. The Vi-Fi corner, an outswinger off the right foot of Carlos Mogel into the top of the six-yard box, headed away, picked up by... I believe Ray Serrano, who has a long effort from 25 yards, well hit, but ultimately off target and out of play for a goal kick. Serrano just picked up that loose ball. He was unmarked, had his head for goal, had his eyes for goal, and tried to smash it into the top corner but couldn't pick it out. It's a goal kick to Detroit. Trying to get one back from his complete missed opportunity earlier in this match. I don't mind that look from Ray Serrano because he does have the ability for, to score from there. And as Steinwasher has shown in the past few times, he has not come up cleanly with some saves. So that shot could lead to a deflection off of Steinwasher and allow his team the chance to follow up with the nice, easy tap-in. Nearing the hour mark, it's scoreless between Louisville and Detroit. Here comes Detroit coming forward. Uh, it is Boteo Faz on the end of it, trying to keep it alive in the Louisville penalty area. He was defended by Sean Tosh, who just shielded him away from the ball, and it's out for a Louisville goal kick, which they take quickly. Morton on the ground to West Sharpie. Sharpie out of the box to the far side, the left with Dia. Dia into the middle to Musha Galusa, who's dropped back. Now it's back with Sharpie under some pressure from Boteo Faz, and Boteo Faz takes it away. A turnover. Detroit. In the attack now, just outside of the box. A ball through to Bateo Faz on the inline. He has to slide to keep it in. It's clipped away by Carlos Mogel for Louisville to get it out of danger. But uh, Detroit picks it up near midfield. It's with their midfielder defender, rather, Michael Bryan. He'll play it back to the captain, Stephen Carroll, in his defensive half. Carroll picks up his head, plays a long ball toward the near side. That's where Wynn is for Detroit. 
He just was sliding down, had to keep it alive with his head. Manny Perez picks it up for Louisville. He sends it forward, but an errant pass. No one on the end of it for Louisville. Picked up easily by Detroit. Here's Wynn again on the near side. Clips the ball to the top of the box with his left foot. Headed away by Amadou Dia. His header picked up by a Detroit player. That's Reese Williams on the far side. Still in the attacking half. Detroit still with the ball at their feet. Along the back line now, Stephen Carroll at midfield. Forward into the middle to Brad Dunwell. Dunwell further forward to a teammate that was Connor Rutz. Rutz back to Dunwell as Detroit will knock it around and maintain possession. Stephen Carroll tries to play a long ball to the top of the box, intercepted by Sean Tosh. Now Louisville City coming forward. Wilson Harris in the center circle, drifting backward, plays it back to Manny Perez. And Detroit with a good spell of possession there, moving the ball, but Lou City being very patient in their defense. Now hopefully they'll be able to generate a same, a similar bout of possession. Detroit has dropped off ever so slightly, giving them a little bit more time on the ball, and that's allowing Lou City to move the ball a little bit nicer. 61 minutes gone, no score. Mushigalusa in the attack for Louisville City on the far side. The left plays in a ball with his right foot into the six-yard box, caught by Steinwasher, the goalkeeper for Detroit, inside of his six-yard box. No score in Detroit, 61 and a half minutes gone. In Louisville at Lynn Family Stadium, no score either in the Women's Cup Final. 22 minutes gone in that game, Louisville racing Louisville, that is, facing O.L. Reign. Steinwasher sends it forward for Detroit toward midfield. A foul called against Louisville City. So it'll be a free kick here to Detroit on the inside left, just a yard shy of midfield on their defensive half. And I think both teams just not benefiting from all of these fouls being called because it's taking both teams out of their rhythm. Each team has had a good spell of possession and have some good chances that they've used to build up play, but all of these stoppages are really interrupting the rhythm of this game and it's forcing this game to get really physical. I'm honestly surprised that there haven't been some cards because of persistent fouling. Free kick was taken by Michael Bryant. It was sent out for a throw. Last touch by Louisville. It's back to Bryant now, and Bryant plays it all the way back to his own defensive penalty area with Stephen Carroll. Carroll forced under pressure from Harris to play it long and forward down the middle, and no one on the end of it. It's a bouncing ball that is collected by Kyle Morton in the Louisville box. Morton will once again just drop it down to his feet. 62 and a half minutes gone by, and the pace has slowed down just a bit now after a vibrant start to the second half the first 15 minutes or so chances for both teams as Morton finally plays it long past midfield Wilson was up for the header Wilson Harris that is was up for the header he couldn't find it now Detroit coming forward Hope and O trying to beat Sharpie to the ball Sharpie got a touch back to Morton Morton clears it forward it's Del Piccolo for Louisville City he plays a long ball in the air down the far sideline but that ball is overhit it's out for a Detroit throw on the far side there, right in their defensive half by about 10 yards. Kyle Morton showing off some skill there because that was a shaky ball played back from West Sharpie there. It had some pace on it, and Kyle Morton standing right in the middle of his goal. So if he misses that, it's going right in the back of the net. But he does a good job to keep his body behind it and clear it out. Again, a little bit of shaky moments. I think this game I've seen the most headers that I've seen in almost any <laughs> game, and we're only about 64 minutes in. Yeah, seemingly any ball in the middle of the field is an outright battle for possession just headers back and forth head tennis you can call it where the ball doesn't touch the ground for a minute as it's out for another Detroit throw this time in their attacking half they play it backward it is one of the center backs I believe Matt Lewis he plays it all the way back to the goalkeeper Steinwasher under pressure from Harris for Louisville Steinwasher plays it to the far side the right back with Lewis Lewis now touching the ball forward at a walking pace to the far sideline with Reese Williams. Back to Lewis, now under pressure from Musha Galusa. He plays it back into the box with Steinwasher. Wilson Harris comes forward. Steinwasher just gets the ball away ahead of Harris to the far side to Williams, who heads it in toward 
Ruts the attacking player, and Louisville City comes away with the turnover. It's Sean Tosh in the attacking half. Plays it through to the far side, the left with Musha Galusa. Dribbling in toward the box. Musha Galusa clips it to the top to Doe Piccolo. A 1-2 back to Musha Galusa. Great play from Louisville City. His ball, his ball into the six-yard box towards Wilson Harris is sent away by a defender, I believe, Stephen Carroll. It's out for a Louisville throw. They take it quickly into Mushagalusa on the end line. Cuts it back to his right foot. Plays the ball into the box. Over the head of Harris. Del Piccolo had a bite at it. It's still loose in the box. It's Serrano overhead kick. He goes down. No penalty call. No, it is. It's a penalty to Louisville City. Ray Serrano draws the foul. And Louisville City, 64 and a half minutes in, will have the opportunity to go in front from the penalty spot. They've had numerous arguments for fouls in the box. This one is finally called by the referee, Matt Thompson. Serrano draws the foul. It'll be a spot kick for the boys in purple with the chance to take the lead. Yeah, and I completely agree with that decision. Ray Serrano does a good job to kind of hit it over his head and turn with it, and his feet just get completely taken out from under him. But that combination play from Lou City to get the ball to this point was absolutely beautiful. That little one-two pass between Mushigalusa and Paulo Del Piccolo on that first cross was perfect and now a great opportunity to step up from the spot. I don't know if we're going to see Sean Toch step up with this one or if we're going to see Wilson Harris with this one, but regardless, it's a great opportunity to go ahead and I think Lou City has got to bury this. You read my mind. Sean Tosh, three for three on penalty kicks this season and it will be Sean Tosh looking for his fourth penalty kick goal this year. It'll be his seventh of the season. Again, a career-high six goals to this point for the veteran center back. He'll go against Steinwasher, who has saved one penalty, the one penalty he faced in league play this season. Steinwasher was able to save. 66 minutes on the clock. It is Sean Tosh standing over the ball, hands on his hips, shirt tucked in. Is he locked in? Here's his approach. Sean Tosh goes for goal and scores from the spot. Number four is four for four from the penalty spot this season. Sean Tosh's seventh goal of the year, a career year in the scoring category for the 30-year-old center back, and he puts Louisville City ahead with 24 minutes to go in this game at Detroit. It's Louisville City 1, Detroit City nothing. Sean Tosh on the score sheet from the penalty spot once again. I love watching Sean Tosh take penalties because he's so calm while approaching the ball. And I'm pretty sure that when he takes his hesitation step right before he kicks it, he's watching the goalkeeper's footwork there. And if you watch, Steinwasher jumped a little bit to his right, which means that he's going to be diving to his left. And that showed Sean Tosh that he could easily slot the ball to Steinwasher's right, Sean Tosh's left, and it would be a clean shot and hit the back of the net. And that's exactly what he did. It was a perfect taken penalty kick. That goal presented by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Entering this season, Sean Tosh, the 30-year-old, in his eighth season as a professional, had scored just five career goals in league play between stops in Rochester and Louisville. And this season, he has now scored seven times. What a year for the defender, Sean Tosh. Suddenly, he's become an attacking force for Louisville City, and he he's good from the penalty spot there as well to give them the lead here in a very physical game. Does Louisville City just try and see this game out here, leading it one to nothing? Sixty-eight minutes on the clock. It's Mushagalusa coming forward after the restart for Louisville. They win possession. Mogel now tries to play it through for Ray Serrano, but it was just behind Serrano. It would have been a promising attack had he been able to connect on the pass. It's out for a goal kick 
to Detroit here. Well, we talked about the limited number of true attacking players on the field for Lou City today, and Shanto's showing, wait a minute, I'm an attacking player too, don't forget about me, with all the goals that he's had so far. And I think Lou City needs to continue to push forward, because I think that if they settle into this one, the energy level and the emotion in this game is going to allow Detroit to get back into this game, so they, I think they have to keep the energy level high, the pressure high, their play at a high level, in order to stay up in this game. Along Long ball from Detroit over the top through the middle. It's picked up by Bateo Faz just outside of the box. But before he can come forward, the referee will pull it back for a foul as West Sharpie collided with the player that was in behind. And it's a red card. Oh, my goodness. A world of beer red card shown to West Sharpie. The referee, Matt Thompson, is saying that Sharpie was the last defender on a goal-scoring opportunity here, which is an automatic red card. Casey Whitfield, to my left, disagrees. Let's set it up here. I didn't do a great job of describing it as it was happening. It was through the middle, a ball clean over the top. Antoine Hoppeno was the runner making the run for Detroit. He went down to turf after a touch from behind from West Sharpie. The referee allowed it to go on just for a minute, but then pulled it back for the foul and gave a red card, a straight red, for the denial of a goal-scoring opportunity to West Sharpie here. The World of Beer red card comes in the 70th minute, and now Louisville City up a goal will have to play down a man for the next 20. You disagree with that call, Casey? I do disagree with this call. I think that is a no call there because... Antoine Opino was pulling back West Sharpie before West Sharpie even made contact with him. I think both players were challenging for the ball. I think both players were pulling at each other. I think it's a solid no call and you just let them play on. And I don't think that it was, he was the last defender. There was two other Lucidity players right next to him. So I'm not agreeing with this call whatsoever. I think if you do give a card, it could be a yellow card, but I don't think it's a red card, and I think Lou City now has a huge adjustment to make. I think Danny Cruz is going to be looking at the bench. The fifth-third free kick wasn't a fifth-third free kick because it was a Detroit free kick. The Detroit free kick was taken on the ground. It was a well-worked set-piece routine. Bateo Foz made a run around in behind, but his cross was right to Kyle Morton, the goalkeeper, to end the threat for Detroit. So again... Lou City goes up in the 67th minute, and in the 70th minute, they lose a player. A world of beer red card shown to West Sharpie, so they'll have to survive on the road here for the next 19 and a half minutes plus stoppage time, down a man. And on a night, Casey, you mentioned that Danny Cruz is going to have to look to his bench. On a night when he didn't have any attacking players available, that might now work into his hands now because he's going to try and bring on some extra defensive help surely here after one of the center backs, West Sharpie, is sent off. It's out for a throw to Louisville City in their defensive half on the far side, the left, and they're going to hold this throw up perhaps because Louisville City is going to make so, some changes now. They are, in fact, two of them, two defenders coming on, including Ian Soler, the Spanish center back who has not played for some time. He will check into the game, as does Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez will come on in place of Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa, so a fullback on for an attacking player there. Certainly a defensive-minded switch, and Ian Soler likely will come on to replace the place that was vacated by Wes Sharpie. Let's see who he replaces in the lineup. Certainly will be an attacking player for Louisville City. I believe it's Ray Serrana who's coming off. So Danny Cruz subbing out both of his wingers, and that's a very smart move for Danny Cruz. I think he's going to go for more of a five-back, four-five-back system here and push Ian Solaire back into the defense, have Wilson Harris be the sole 
kind of attacking player up there, maybe solidify that back line a little bit more with Oscar Jimenez and give a little more freedom to Manny Perez and Amadou Dia. They just, their workload just almost doubled in this match because of the amount of work they're going to have to do on the wings because I think they're going to try to have uh, Wilson Harris be the sole forward up there. So again, both of those substitutions, defensive-minded for Louisville City, down a man and up a goal, are presented by MHS Global, above and beyond. And just a note, Antoine Hopeno, the former Louisville City player, he's he's played the villain in this game in a lot of ways. I mean, he's been argumentative. He's been in the face of some Louisville City players, and he's the player that draws that red card as a foul has been given against Detroit here. It's going to be a free kick to Louisville City. In their defensive half, Kyle Morton will take it about 40 yards outside of his box. He'll just send it long the other way. And this is going to be the game plan for Louisville City here. Just keep it in the Detroit end as long as they can. Defend with their lives and try and survive this next 17 minutes to come out with all three points on the road as they're up a goal. And in the Women's Cup final, Racing Louisville is now up a goal. In the first half, 34 minutes in, Racing Louisville takes a lead in the Women's Cup final over O.L. Reign. We'll get you the goal scorer in just a second when we confirm it. It looks like it might have been Kirsten Davis to score for Racing Louisville. So they are up a goal with 12 minutes, 11 minutes to go in the first half in the Women's Cup final. Racing Louisville with some positive news. And it's a really nice goal, too, for Racing Louisville. They have been really good in their pressure so far. I think it's a ball played in from Savannah DeMello, flicked on by the OL Rain defender, and Davis does a good job of just turning and shooting. I mean, she didn't even look at the goal and just puts it in the back of the net. A really good goal for Kirsten Davis there to put Racing up 1-0. So both teams sitting at this 1-0 mark. It's a tough both in tough matches, but I think Lou City has the biggest challenge of their of, uh, up ahead right now. Lou City down a man and up a goal, and it's a shot from Carlos Mogel, and it forces a save from Steinwasher. Or he actually had his post covered. It just goes behind for a goal kick. Louisville City had done a great job over the last two minutes of keeping the ball in the Detroit half in the corner. Wilson Harris doing a lot of that work. A loose ball came to Carlos Mogel in the middle of the field. He was wide open, and the teenager said, why not, had a hit from about 30 yards it was well hit, a bouncing ball. Steinwasher may have had it covered, but it certainly had him worried. He dove to his right. It's out for a Detroit goal kick. Detroit will keep the ball on the ground from the goal kick and try and work out of the back. What do you think of that shot, Casey? I mean, I... It's, it can go two ways because they're playing a man down. They have to be very smart with turning over possession to Detroit because then they're just going to be sitting in that, that, that defensive shape. But then again, you cannot blame him for trying to take a shot there and put his team up 2-0 but you and I talked before this game about Wilson Harris and how he hasn't really played a full 90 since coming back from injury and now his job just got 10 times harder because he is the only player up there so that is a lot of running from Wilson Harris a lot of pressing that he's gonna have to do in these final 15 minutes plus yeah you mentioned it Wilson Harris coming back from injury he missed some time in the month of June he has not played a full 90 minute game since May 21st for Wilson Harris. But it looks like he's going to have to tonight. Again, no attacking options to relieve him on the bench. And Louisville City down a man with 15 minutes to go. They are up a goal at Detroit. Detroit trying to come forward on the far side is Williams. He'll play it back to Stephen Carroll in the Detroit half. Carroll swings it into the middle of the field. Actually, this is now Carroll, as that had been Lewis that played him the ball. Now on the near sideline, it is... Maxi Rodriguez. Rodriguez, a long diagonal into the attacking half on the far side. Reese Williams made the run forward for Detroit, but he couldn't catch up to it, couldn't 
bring it down cleanly. It's a throw to Louisville City on the far side, their left in their defensive half, as we now have a couple of substitutions for Detroit. It's going to be Yazid Matthews, a 26-year-old from Johannesburg in South Africa, just his second appearance of the season for Detroit. So Matthews on, as is Francis Atuahene, a Ghanaian 26-year-old forward, his 24th appearance, all but four of them off the bench. So Atuahene on and Matthews on for Detroit. Those two substitutions brought to you by MHS Global. Pateo Faz taken off for one of the substitutions for Detroit. We'll confirm the other player that came off in just a moment. And again, attacking-minded substitutions for Detroit. They're looking to kind of refresh their attack to run at that back line of Lou City. And so they're going to continue to push numbers forward as Lou City has pulled some numbers back. And it was Brad Dunwell, a 25-year-old Michigan native in the midfield who comes off for a Tuahane. So a Tuahane on, Dunwell off, the attacking-minded substitution for Trevor James, the head coach for Detroit They are up a man, but down a goal. With 13 minutes to go, Louisville City looking to hang on after the penalty kick from Sean Tosh was converted in the 67th minutes. It is with win for Detroit as they come forward. Win forward to Hopeno. Hopeno forward to Atuahene. Atuahene backward to Maxi Rodriguez. He's he's at midfield now, circling into the center circle. To Stephen Carroll, back to the near sideline is where Michael Bryant has it. Michael Bryant, the center back, will come forward. Michael Bryant well into the Louisville half now, drops it off to Hopeno on the near sideline. Hopeno backward to Maxi Rodriguez under pressure from Carlos Moguel. Rodriguez turns, plays it forward with his left foot, headed away by Manny Perez, a second header from Tyler Gibson, and now a loose ball along the back line will be cleaned up by Ian Solaire as he settles the ball, now touches it forward in his penalty area. Dangerous pass across the top of the penalty area that he just about got away with, and now a Loose ball on the far sideline. Ray Serrano trying to keep it in play. He wasn't able to do it. It's a Detroit throw on the far side there right. A dangerous pass from Soler there, Casey. Very risky going across the face of the goal there, especially in your defensive third there. That's a very risky pass because if the Detroit attacking player is able to pick it off, they're basically one-on-one with Kyle Morton. It's a throw to Detroit on the far side. It was Oscar Jimenez who's playing as a left fullback in this now five-back formation for Louisville City, who actually had that loose touch that sent out of play. It's a throw to Detroit. They keep it in play in the Louisville half. It is with Bryant, the center back in the center circle, into Maxi Rodriguez, still in the center circle. Picks out a ball with his right foot, knocked down by Hopeno. Actually, now it's picked up by Hopeno on the near sideline in the corner. Hopeno drops it backward to Declan Wynn. Wynn into the middle of the field to Rodriguez. Rodriguez cuts it over to his left foot, drifting toward the near sideline to Hopeno. Or actually, that's Win. No, that is Hopeno trying to connect with Win and a loose pass, a heavy touch off the foot of Hopeno, sends it behind for a Louisville City goal kick. Hopeno had the right idea there for Detroit, trying to combine with Win in behind, but just a heavy touch gives Louisville City a goal kick and lets them breathe for a moment here with 11 minutes to go plus stoppage time in this one to nothing game. Louisville on top, down a man. Like you said, the right idea, just not the right weight on the pass, and it's allowing Lou City a chance to eat some time off the clock. But because Lou City dropped to a five-back, what's that allowed Detroit to do is to push another player forward. They were playing with just a two-front, and now it's looking like they're having three players just camp out across that back line of Lou City, looking to get in behind any way that they can. 11 minutes to go, plus stoppage time. The ball at the feet of Detroit. It likely will be for the rest of this game as Louisville City down a man after the red card to West Sharpie in the 70th minutes. 
It is Detroit with Rodriguez in the center circle to the near sideline. Antoine Hopeno just outside of the box, puts the ball into the box, hooked away by Sean Tosh out of play into the seats on the near sideline. A throw to Detroit taken by Hopeno. It's back with Hopeno now. He whips the ball into the box once again to the back post, headed away by Oscar Jimenez there, his header out of the box in the middle of the field. Still with Detroit on the far sideline, Reese Williams in on his left foot, a ball high into the air into the box, headed away behind by Manny Perez. And it's going to be a corner kick to Detroit here on the near side. Their left, 10 minutes to go. And Lou City weathering this attack from Detroit, but they're going to have to eventually see if they can get a little bit more possession of the ball and push out of this defensive half because if they're going to defend for a solid 10 minutes plus, it's going to be very difficult to keep Detroit out. The corner kick comes in from Hopeno, punched away by Kyle Morton. His punch goes behind for another corner kick to Detroit, this time from the far side. Morton came off of his line quickly and necessarily. That punch behind was just in front of an attacking player for Detroit. Very nicely dealt with from Kyle Morton and exactly what he needs to do. If he does not get a punch on that, the Detroit players can be able to head it into the back of the net. Corner from the far side, high into the air, headed backward from Sean Tosh into the arms of Kyle Morton in goal as he goes to the ground to secure the ball. Well defended from Tosh. It was a looping ball off of his head. Had Morton a little bit worried in goal, but Morton able to make the catch. And Morton, again, the referee was walking towards Morton as he fell to the ground. I think he was going to try to tell him to get up and start playing a little bit quicker, but that was the first time that Morton has tried to, quote-unquote, waste time off the clock, so the ref really didn't have an argument there. Sent long by Morton. The two teams battling for possession in midfield around the center circle. Finally settled by Bryant for Detroit as he clips the ball forward to a Tuahane at the top of the formation. Well defended by Louisville City. Mogel with a ball forward just to clear it up for Louisville City. It's picked up on the far side by Stephen Carroll at midfield. He plays the ball to the end line in the box. And the runner there was, I believe, Williams perhaps. It's out of play off of him. He couldn't control it cleanly on the end line. It's going to be a goal kick to Louisville City here. As Detroit seemingly up a man, happy to just play long ball here against Louisville. And Louisville will make another substitution here with eight and a half minutes to go. Danny Cruz once again going to the bench. It's going to be Napo Matsoso to come on. Matsoso will replace Paolo Del Piccolo in the midfield. Del Piccolo, his first start in some time tonight. Just his second start in his last nine games, in fact, for Del Piccolo. He puts in an 82-minute shift. He's replaced in the lineup by Napo Matsoso in the midfield. That substitution with eight minutes to go is brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond. And it's an interesting substitution because this substitution is going to give you a little bit more support offensively because Napo Matsoso can play offense. He's sometimes play as a winger, but he's also very good defensively. And so I think we're going to see him sitting a little bit deeper right in front of those center backs and kind of being a screen in front of the center backs. But this also gives me a chance to say our Toyota move of the match. And I'm going to go with that combination play between Enoch Matiti, Mushagalusa, and Paulo Del Piccolo. That combination 1-2 that opened up the cross for Mushagalusa, which led to the penalty kick. That's going to be your Toyota move of the match. Toyota, let's go places. An excellent choice for our Toyota move of the match. Gives me the opportunity to remind you as well to go online to vote for tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. The poll will be open for the next 10 minutes or so toward the end of the game. You can vote in that poll by visiting twitter.com slash FC for, again, tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. Offside flag goes up against Detroit as they were trying to work forward, but the referee will show a yellow card here to Amadou Dia of Louisville City for a foul that occurred earlier in the play. So a world of beer yellow card shown from the referee Matt Thompson to Amadou Dia of Louisville City. Both bookings tonight 
have been actually I'm sorry, it's not to Louisville City. It's to Michael Bryant of Detroit City. So a world of beer yellow card to Michael Bryant of Detroit City. It looked to me like the referee was standing right in front of Amadou Dia showed it to Dia, but in fact, Bryant, who was off screen from our perspective where we're watching this game, uh, was actually shown the yellow card. So a world of beer yellow card to Bryant of Detroit with six minutes and change plus stoppage time to go in this one to nothing game. Louisville City on top, but down a man. Well, I'm not sure if you remember, but I think it was Bryant and Bone last game that got in a little argument over the mustache. <laughs> That's right, Mike uh, Bryant with a, a terrific mustache. It must be said. Detroit City trying to come out of the back. Six minutes to go. They're trying to build from the back. A ball through to the top of the formation for them in the Louisville City half. It's now to the far side with Williams, the right wing back who's forward. He cuts it in midfield, plays it into Maxi Rodriguez in the Louisville half now to win. Win further to the near sideline, the left. That's where Hopeno has it, defended by Manny Perez. He gets around Perez to his left foot, puts it across to the back post, just over the head of the attacking player. It stays in the box. On the far sideline, Williams keeps it in play for Detroit. Cuts it over to his right foot, defended by Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez with a challenge, still with Williams. Williams gets around a second defender. That's Matt Soso. Williams, a ball in toward the near post, and a save by Kyle Morton. It was not the most pacey shot, not the hardest hit shot, but certainly coming through traffic would have had Morton worried. He went down to ground to make the save at the near post. And Morton getting down quickly again. He's been very good with his reactions and making sure that he's staying engaged in this game. I do think that the Detroit City player would have been offsides if it would have made it through, but Kyle Morton doing again a very good job getting down quickly and grabbing that ball and not giving Detroit any chance. Five minutes to go. Louisville up one to nothing, but down a man in Detroit in the Women's Cup Final at Lynn Family Stadium. They are one minute into stoppage time and Racing Louisville, courtesy of a Kirsten Davis goal, has the lead over O.L. Reign at Lynn Family Stadium. Louisville City able to get some possession here. Napo Matsoso in the center circle with a loose touch, collided with a player that was a Tua Hene for Detroit. He comes away from that collision with the ball. It's on the far sideline, Oscar Jimenez. He just lifts it forward in the air. Wilson Harris there giving chase, and Harris called for a foul as he was battling with a defender, I believe, that was Lewis for Detroit. He just went to the ground. Harris called for the foul. It's a free kick to Detroit City in their defensive half. And I believe there was a yellow card for kicking the ball away. Wilson Harris, not the smartest decision there to kick the ball away. I understand he's trying to waste time, but it's, you're always going to get a yellow card. It was a yellow card, a world of beer yellow card shown to Wilson Harris, as Casey mentioned. After the foul was called, he just kicked it high into the air toward the goal, ostensibly as play had continued, but the foul had been called, so a yellow card comes for time-wasting against Harris, his third yellow card of the season. Four minutes to go plus stoppage time in Detroit. Louisville up one to nothing, down a man. They had a throw Louisville did on the near side there, right? It was sent forward toward Wilson Harris. Harris called for another foul as the flag was raised on the near sideline by the assistant referee. It's a free kick to Detroit. They keep it on the ground. Detroit does in the middle of the field. Stephen Carroll at the center circle to the near side with Declan Wynn. Wynn forward to Bateo Foz. Actually, he was taken off. It's a player for Detroit. Looks like it is Maxi Rodriguez who had it there. Matt Rodriguez defended by Tyler Gibson. Rodriguez goes down, and Gibson called for the foul for Louisville City. So a free kick here to Detroit in their attacking half on the inside right about 40 yards from goal. And the Louisville City players getting extremely frustrated because the Detroit players are going down with any sort of contact. So there Tyler Gibson just put his hand almost on Rodriguez's shoulder and he went down immediately and it almost seems like the ref is calling it in favor of Detroit and that's what Louisville City is arguing. Hopeno took the free kick for Detroit. It was poorly hit. 
Cleared away by the first defender for Louisville. It's sent all the way back to Steinwasher, the goalkeeper for Detroit. He sends it long off of his right foot to the far side, the right, just outside of the box. A player goes down. It's Williams, I believe, for Detroit. He went down in the box, arguing for a penalty. No penalty called. No foul against Louisville City. It's out for a goal kick to the boys in purple. And that type of contact was similar to the same contact that Wilson Harris had in the box in the first half that he was trying to draw the penalty for. So again, really no argument for a penalty there. There was not a lot of contact, and I think the ref made the right decision as a no call. Two minutes and 15 seconds to go, plus stoppage time in Detroit. Louisville City up one to nothing, playing with 10 men after a red card to West Sharpie. The goal from Sean Tosh from the penalty spot in the 67th minute. In the Women's Cup final, they have moved to halftime at Lynn Family Stadium, racing Louisville with a lead over OL Reign, one to nothing. Kirsten Davis with the goal in that game. A battle for possession. Two teams trading headers. Tosha header forward. Gibson another header forward. Harris up there trying to keep the ball alive for Louisville City, but is beaten to it by Rodriguez for Detroit. Rodriguez a long ball to the far side, headed down by Oscar Jimenez just outside of the Louisville box. Cleared away by a teammate, I believe uh, Ian Soler perhaps with the clearance. It's sent forward from Louisville's perspective, knocked down by Detroit, and then sent forward once again from a Louisville player. It's out for a Detroit free kick. Actually, did it stay in play? I think it did stay in play somehow. It stayed in play, and Steinwasher kept it alive on the far sideline as Detroit keeps trying to push forward, trying to find this tying goal late in the game. Down to Louisville City, up a man, however. It's Bryant coming forward. Bryant, after a foul was called, was trying to bring the ball back to the spot where the foul was called. Again, tempers have been high in this game in front of a hostile crowd up in Detroit, as you might expect, as is always the case at Keyworth Stadium. Foul against Louisville, free kick to Detroit. Rodriguez sends it into the box. The shot comes in, and it's saved by Kyle Morton. It was hit right at him by Bryant. Matt Bryant was forward for Detroit. He brought it down nicely, hit it on the swivel with his right foot, but hit right at Kyle Morton, who made the save. Bryant handles this really well. It was a good ball played into him. He takes a touch. It bounced a little bit, but Ian Soler not tight enough to him, so he allows Bryant the time to take a shot. Unfortunately, he couldn't pull it to one way or the other and hits it right at Kyle Morton, but a solid look there for Bryant to equalize this one. Here comes Detroit once again. On the near sideline is Wynn coming forward, a sliding challenge from Manny Perez, and a good one. He sends it out of play. It was actually Hopeno that was making the run forward. Hopeno still down on the ground, hurt. Detroit will play after the throw. They take it quickly and work it around in the Louisville half. Go ahead, Casey. A very poor officiating there. The, the Detroit player makes a play on the ball. He's in an offside position. The AR raises his flag. The center ref holds up his hand like he is going to call it and then gives Detroit the throw in, even though he had already signaled that it was going to be offsides. So not sure, again, what's going on with the officiating team. We have moved into stoppage time as Detroit whips the ball into the box from Williams on the far sideline, headed away by Louisville City and out of play for a Detroit throw. Stoppage time presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of five minutes to this game. Maybe a chance for Louisville City to slam the door. Matt Soso, a ball over the top for Wilson Harris. Steinwasher well out of his area to slide in in front of Harris. And in fact, he just lets it go out of play for a Detroit throw. Maybe a quick chance to hit on the counter there. It was a good ball and a good idea for Matt Soso to try and spring Harris. It's exactly what you have to do. You have to release Wilson Harris there, but it's going to be very difficult for Wilson Harris to be able to get on the end of that and really make a make a play on it and have any sort of chance because Steinwasher is doing a very good job of staying locked in and engaged and coming off of his line. 
On the other end, a foul against Louisville City's Ian Solaire outside of the box on the left side for Detroit. It's going to be a free kick to the hosts. One minute has been played of this stoppage time period of a minimum of five, so four minutes to go. The free kick about four yards in from the near sideline will be taken by Antoine Hopeno about ten yards up from the corner flag. This will play a little bit like a corner. It's going to be Hopeno to take it. One man in the wall. It's Napo Matsoso for Louisville City. Multiple players in Burgundy to attack this free kick. Here it comes from Hopeno into the top of the six-yard box, headed away by Louisville at the top of the D of the Louisville penalty area. And miscommunication from Detroit. Louisville comes out with the ball. It's Amadou Dia. He plays it through to Manny Perez. Here's Manny Perez in behind. Manny Perez on his right foot. Three defenders around him. Still Perez. He goes down. No penalty. No penalty. The referee waves it off. Steinwasher comes up with the loose ball, sends a punt down the other way. Here comes Hopeno for Detroit. End-to-end stuff. Hopeno to a Tuahene at the top of the box, around one defender. On his right foot at the top of the area, a long-distance effort is well off target. It's out for a goal kick to Louisville City. But Manny Perez, with a long run, Casey, went down, looked like he had a shot for a penalty on the other end, and that would have slammed the door shut. It really looked like it. He makes a really good run forward, and he cuts the ball back, and it looks like when he cuts it back, he could go for the ball, but his feet get taken out uh, from underneath him. But a Tuahene on the other end, a complete wasted opportunity for his team. He had like five defenders in front of him, so why he's taking that shot, I have no idea. He needs to continue to move the ball around and see if he can find an open player because he just gave Lou City back the ball and allowed them to eat a little bit more time off the clock. Two and a half minutes gone of the minimum five of this stoppage time period. The goal kick from Morton was sent long. It was won by Detroit at midfield. They send it long in return, just trying to get something out of this game. It's behind for a goal kick to Louisville City as the player for Detroit couldn't catch up to it. One to nothing in favor of Louisville City. They are down a man after a red card to Wes Sharpie in the 70th minute. The goal kick from Morton here. Two minutes to play in stoppage time. Morton taking his time, as you might expect, trying to milk the precious seconds off of this game. Louisville City looking to win a gritty performance on the road in front of a hostile crowd in Detroit. The goal kicks in out of play past midfield. It's a throw to Detroit on the far side, their right. As we have a brief stoppage in play, and the referee has shown a yellow card here, and it is a second yellow card to Wilson Harris. Oh, my goodness. A World of Beer yellow card, the second of the second half that's shown to Wilson Harris. So that makes it a World of Beer red card. And now Louisville City will be down two men with a minute and a half to go in stoppage time, up a goal. What was the foul for there, Casey? I didn't see it. It wasn't a foul. It was for a delay of game. So Wilson Harris, when the ball went out of play, he kicked the ball off of the board and so then the ball comes back onto the field and since he was already on that that is a yellow card you're delaying the restart and so it's it's a straight yeah it's a yellow card and it was exactly why he got a yellow card his first one for um delaying a start of game not a smart play at all from wilson harris i understand what he's trying to do but now you've put just put your team down to nine men against a detroit team that is knocking at the door absolutely 45 seconds to go hoping a ball into the box headed away by solaire still at the top of the area detroit still with it williams with it on the far sideline drifting away from goal two delay of game yellow cards shown to Wilson Harris in the last 20 minutes of this game. Louisville City down to nine men. A ball through from Detroit on the ground. No one on the end of it. Morton sprints over in front of it to see it out. It's going to be a goal kick to Louisville City. 20 seconds to go of the minimum five. There will likely be a few moments past that minimum of five minutes. Louisville City down two men, but up a goal at Detroit. 
just seconds away from what would be a terrific victory given the circumstances of the game. It's a goal kick. I think at this point in the game, Loose Hoodie just has to do whatever they can to keep the ball out of their defensive half and keep it out of Detroit's feet, whether that is playing it long, whatever they can do. But they're going to have to be really careful with delaying the game too much more because the ref has been all over it. Anywhere will do for Louisville City. It's a long ball over the top towards Bryant, and Kyle Morton picks it up, collects it on the bounce. Bryant ran through him. Morton goes to the ground, and you think the referee should have shown a yellow card that here, That should Casey. be a yellow card because he completely ran over Kyle Morton, did not make a chance to and stop it. And he called it. the foul. And he called the foul, so and Bryant, and Bryant yeah. is on a yellow card, so that would be yeah. a red card on Bryant. That should be a yellow card right there. There is no reason why that's not. The, free, the fifth third free kick after the foul that was not a card, but it was a foul taken by Kyle Morton. He just heaves it into the stands on the other end of the field. It's a throw to Detroit. We're one minute past the minimum of five. We played a full minute past the minimum of five here. Detroit working out of the back. It's a Tuahene at midfield. He drops it backward to Win. Win picks up his head. A long diagonal from left to right at the top of the area, headed forward from Detroit. On the far side, the right, is Williams. Williams clips in a ball. Defended by Jimenez. It's deflected off of Jimenez. Behind for a corner kick from the far side. The Detroit White. It's uh, right. It's Hopeno to take it. It'll be an outswinger off of his foot. A minute and a half past the minimum of five. Here comes the ball into the box. Knocked away by Sean Tosh. The referee blows his whistle. It's over. Louisville City survives. And the unbeaten run is now ten games for the boys in purple. My goodness, how this one was won late for Louisville City. A penalty kick drawn by Ray Serrano, converted by Sean Tosh in the 67th minute, a red card to West Sharpie three minutes later, and then another red card to Louisville City in stoppage time to Wilson Harris, and Louisville City somehow, some way, in front of an absolutely hostile crowd as it always is at Keyworth Stadium in Detroit, come away with a one to nothing win over Detroit City to extend the unbeaten run to 10 and extend their lead atop the USL Eastern Conference standings. What a win on the road this is, Casey. It's a massive win, especially the way that they had to do it. There were so many factors going against them in this match, but they did not let that deter them, and they stayed focused, put their head down, and took care of business. It's exactly what they needed to do in this type of environment on the road. Character on display in spades tonight for Louisville City. We'll talk about this one. A lot to digest We'll try and do it quickly with the Women's Cup at halftime. It's Louisville City 1, Detroit City nothing. The boys in purple victorious on the road. We will talk about it when we come back in the postgame show. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? 
Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org imagine. That's the power of you. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Postmatch Show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This postgame wrap-up is brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. The Gorski Law Office full-time score is Louisville City 1 Detroit City, nothing. That full-time score is presented by the Gorski Law Office, an official partner of Louisville City FC. And that zero on the score sheet for Detroit means that tonight's game was a Mortensen Family Dental clean sheet. A clean game calls for a clean smile. The 11th clean sheet of Kyle Morton's season in goal for Louisville City. A very, very, very eventful second half in this game. Louisville City came out early with a bright start. They had some chances from the start, Detroit had a great response themselves, but then in the 66th minute, a great attack for Louisville City. A ball into the box, Ray Serrano taken down, draws the foul, it's a penalty kick. Sean Tosh takes that penalty penalty kick, converts it for the fourth time this season, his seventh goal of the year. He gives Louisville City the lead, and that was just the start of it, Casey. Yeah, it, it was Lou City really dominating there in that second half and they had the most chances and then to get that PK I think it's exactly what they deserved and I I don't know if they were going to be able to find one during the run of play because I think Detroit was just really locked in defensively and it was such a physical game but then to give the red card for West Sharpie to go down a man and to continue to fight and stay in it and to continue to battle and lock out Detroit and then to lose Wilson Harris, the only player that you have to release to up top. I mean, it was just bad news after bad news after bad news for Lou City in this match, but they found a way to win. And I think that speaks a lot about them as a team to be able to come off of a really, really emotional game last weekend against Tampa Bay with the record crowd, with the win over Tampa Bay, the first time they've beat them in quite a while, to be able to come off of that, to then go on the road into this hostile environment, which they've played in before, so they knew what they were going into, to be able to go in there, stay composed, show their character, and come out with a win when they finish the game with nine players on the field, and especially the referee, I'm going to just say it, not really... (laughs) calling a very even game or missing quite a few calls, in my opinion, and should have had a red card for Detroit, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but I'm just saying it. So a lot of adversity that they faced tonight, and they came through, and they won. 
Yeah, you mentioned it. The red card of West Sharpie came three minutes after the goal was scored. That was for a denial of a goal-scoring opportunity that may have been arguable. And the second red card shown to Wilson Harris, a silly one, a stupid one on his part. He had already been shown a yellow for time-wasting earlier in the game, kicked the ball onto the advertising boards after it went out of play. He's shown a second World of Beer yellow card, which turns into a red card. He was eliminated, uh, ejected from the game. So Louisville City somehow goes on the road, finishes the game with only nine players, and comes away with a one to nothing win over Detroit. That extends the unbeaten run for Louisville City to ten games. It also extends their lead at the top of the Eastern Conference table to four points over Memphis. Louisville City now, after that victory, 17 wins against three losses and four ties. That's good for 55 points. Memphis trailing them with 16 wins, six losses, and three ties, 51 points. Louisville City does, though, have one game in hand over Memphis in that standing. And, oh, by the way, Louisville City just 11 points away from their all-time best regular season at this point with still a good number of games to go. Our Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match tonight was the goal scorer, Sean Tosh. He had a great number of clearances as well on the other end as Louisville City sustained and withstood pressure from Detroit down a man and then ultimately down two men. So Sean Tosh, the Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. Louisville City's next game coming up next week. It'll extend this road trip again Five of six games on the road to close out August and open September for Louisville City. Three of them in a row, the first being tonight. The next one coming next week, Saturday the 27th at Miami. Kickoff in that game set for 7 o'clock. We will have coverage beginning at 645 here on ESPN Louisville. Just a terrific win. It's gutsy, resilient. It shows so much character. It continues the trend that we've seen from this Louisville City team. They've had a number of games where adversity has been thrown their way in strange circumstances, uh, particularly on the road. We've had, had a number of wild ones. And Louisville City somehow finds a way through their collective spirit to come away with a victory tonight in a hostile, the, the most hostile place you can go in the USL aside from Lynn Family Stadium is Keyworth Stadium up in Detroit. And Louisville City found a way. Casey, just give us a final thought to wrap this up. Well, I think Danny Cruz is going to be extremely proud of his team. Yes, they've had really good games, but I think this game speaks volumes about their character, about their work, and about their willingness to stay committed to their plan and fight through adversity. And so Danny Cruz is going to be extremely pleased out of this one. I think Lou City is going to be very relieved to get out of this one with no injuries and with a win. Although there will be a couple of players that have to deal with facing suspension next we'll week. We'll miss given a few these players, cards, exactly. So. so hopefully we'll get some players back yeah. from injury. That'll be a story for next week. Again, Miami on the road next week for Louisville City. 7 o'clock kickoff, 645. We'll have the coverage for you here on ESPN Louisville. They win it tonight one to nothing over Detroit on the road, finishing the game with nine men. Louisville City unbeaten now in ten games. And they extend their lead at the top of the standings, courtesy of this victory. This post-game wrap-up was brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to always play it safe behind the wheel. Buckle up and put your phone down. Be safe, Kentucky. In the Women's Cup at Lynn Family Stadium, the final of that tournament, Racing Louisville remains in front one to nothing. They've played about five minutes of that second half. So a chance if they can hang on to that lead to raise a trophy tonight for Racing Louisville. That's where our eyes will be going. We will speak to you this time next week again, 645, next Saturday for Louisville against Miami. For Spencer Brown, who came in in such a hurry, we appreciate you. Casey Whitfield, I'm Jeff Milby. We will talk to you next week. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota Highlander, like the electrified Highlander Hybrid. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, you can save $3,000 in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. 
Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get low 1.9 APR financing on any new 22 Highlander. With approved credit through TFS, get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football, he loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs, he puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's gonna be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. 
Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Make the most of your summer in a new Toyota truck, like the new Toyota Tundra. Designed, engineered, and built in the USA, the new Tundra Hybrid delivers 437 horsepower and can go up to 700 miles on a tank of gas. Now through September 6th, during Toyota's national sales event, get a rugged new 22 Tacoma with low 1.9 APR financing. With approved credit through TFS, excludes TRD Pro. Get details at buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job, but you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. From their first steps to their first dance. High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. Do you know what's great about being a Kroger Boost member? Well, for starters, free delivery on orders of $35 or more. Yep, you'll get free delivery on all the Kroger products you love. And as a Kroger Boost member, you'll get more rewards too, like double fuel points on everything you buy. Experience a new level of membership starting as low as $59 a year with Boost by Kroger Plus. Sign up today at Kroger.com. Restrictions may apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racinglufc.com. 